It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List, hosted by your friendly neighborhood geeks. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. What's up, Simon? What up, dog? And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about nerd culture and we review comic books. So if you're into that, you're in the right place. And if you've been here before, you already know what the deal is. So welcome back. If you came for murder, mayhem, and true crime, you are in the wrong place. We might talk about murder. You never know. Maybe. (laughs) What's been going on with you, man? But before we jump right into it. Uh, nothing. I, I'm going back to work for the first time tomorrow. It's going to be really weird because I have to wake up on time. But I've been waking up at like 7.50 and coming and walking in here and doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. But anyway, yeah, so that's got that going on. And tomorrow, well, yesterday <laughs> was 112 day for Mezco, which is mm-hmm. kind of neat. That's their brand for 112 collectible stuff. So that's kind of cool. What is 112 collectibles? Well, they their their brand is called 112 collectibles mm-hmm. and it's just like 112th scale. Oh, okay. So six inch uh, collectibles. And because tomorrow's January 12th. Yesterday, if I tell you listen to this. Yeah, yesterday is <laughs> <laughs> January 12th. Apparently, I know very little about it, but the communities I'm, I, I'm in, everybody's like, dude, what do you think the drop's going to be? And Mezco even posted, like, mark your calendars, tomorrow's 112 day. So is it going to so, be a new drop, maybe? and um, Possibly. Or I guess you don't know. You said I that multiple so. times. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I know you don't know, I'm but curious. what do you think it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I know you said you... I yeah. saw that in the news a lot during the Capitol riots or whatever, that not to get political, but they were, like, on the phone with Congress, and they were like, I know you can't tell us where you are, but where are you? <laughs> it's like, we cannot tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every interview I saw. So I know you guys are going. You guys are going through those secret tunnels. Can you tell us how to get to those tunnels? Yeah, exactly. Uh, direction by direction. <laughs> Give us the uh, how many? What is it? What is it in like maps? Like seven steps to your left or whatever. I don't know. Paces, paces. I don't want to talk about politics either because we don't do that here. But man, crazy week. I don't have to tell you guys that listen to this. You guys watch the news. It was crazy, um, and it took up most of my news week. I wasn't. I read a lot of books. DC's Future State started, so I read a lot of those comic books, and um, we'll talk about where you can hear my opinion on that later on the show. I don't want to take up too much of that time right now. Uh, but what else is going on with you, man? You got. You're about to get some stuff in. Yeah, finally, after a while, I'm getting my pre-ordered Mondo Iron Giants, twelve inches. Yeah, hey, the perfect call me. <laughs> <laughs> Iron John. Anyway, and then I'm getting my Moffex Miles Morales from Into the Spider Verse, so I'm pretty excited about those coming in. Yeah, that Miles looks great, man. I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah, also ordered a, a Doc Brown from NECA, so that should be coming in. Mm-hmm. And I got there's this there's this company called Mego, and they make those figures. I swear they use them a lot on Robot Chicken. Like they're really like they're like the old school figures. Like yeah, way back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. And I really wanted a Wolfman, so I got a Wolfman Mega. Oh, <laughs> it was nice! Like ten dollars, so I had to get it. I'll be excited to see some of that stuff, man. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about some trending news. Not a lot. We just go through some things that I thought were interesting, and Simon tries not to pay attention to most of this stuff, so I pretty much just catch him up. Right. <laughs> Cyborg was supposed to be one of the main characters in the Flash movie, but he's getting written out of that, and it looks like he's just done being Cyborg altogether, which a lot of people are upset about, but I'm... I just feel bad for him, kind of. I don't know. I mean... 
I guess he probably started all that crap when he didn't think that he would have a future career as Cyborg. I don't know. Yeah. But I do feel bad for him. I don't know what his career is going to look like. Same. Especially if he's like labeled as someone that is kind of uh, yeah. hard to work with or people are, you know, people got to worry about what they say around him. And I don't know the full picture. I, I tried to not think about the DC movies as much because I like to be pleasantly surprised. I didn't dive deep into Aquaman. I didn't read too much about it. When I saw it, I was, you know, whelmed. Yeah, just whelmed. <laughs> and so he's getting written out of the Flash movie. The Flash movie's crazy. It's got a lot of Batman in it. Apparently, there was a rumor saying that Michael Keaton was going to take over as the Batman. We talked about that last time. But it seems like a waste if they don't do Batman Beyond. Seems like a big-ass waste. Mm-hmm. Why? Who wants old-ass Michael? I like Michael Keaton's Batman. He's my favorite Batman, but he's also like 67. Yeah, compared to <laughs> Batfleck, not that I... Honestly, I... I like Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was to me, it was like any of the prequels in Star Wars. Like the actors were good, the uh-huh. uh, the script was bad. Yeah, but anyway, I just don't see how that could bounce. Like, how is he going to age twenty years? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So and get like because Ben Affleck was he got big for that role. Yeah, he's he worked out. Dude. He was like a huge dude, and you know, I don't see Michael Keaton getting freaking jacks. No. I just it would be weird. Gonna put on one of those mushy muscle suits, <laughs> that, that freaking Shazam suit that that guy had. In that movie. <laughs> yeah, right. So stupid. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think about Cyborg being written out of Flash? If you're a DC EU fan, let us know. I would love to hear the other perspective because we're not MCU fans. I crap on those movies too. It's just that I'm not. I, I didn't like Cyborg, and it has nothing to do with Ray Fisher. It just I I thought he looked yeah. dumb. Yeah, like he his body was dumb. I didn't like that. I like Super Friends Cyborg, where he has like the afro and he has like the. the <laughs> he's I like he's that. got a half fro. Yeah, I like that. I like that Cyborg. I do like that one too. Teen Titan Cyborg, the the original, whatever the older cartoon that came out on Cartoon Network. I love that guy. So this pixelated, weird, like yeah, bad Transformers reject. And I don't think Cyborg should be on the Justice League. I know they're trying to be like inclusive, but they have like other black characters that they could have put on the Justice League. Cyborg to me is a Teen Titan. He fits better with the Teen Titans. He always has. So yeah. hopefully they do something there. They're talking. They're not talking about recasting right now. But I'm sorry, I don't care enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're a DCEU fan, let us know why we should care. Uh, but that's all we're going to talk about. That next on the list, I thought this was pretty interesting. RDJ is rumored to play Admiral Thrawn in some sort of upcoming Star Wars movie, or I would imagine RDJ is going to do a movie and he's going to, you know, ask for a lot of money. I don't imagine him being... Well, they say they say after Doolittle that he doesn't have as much asking power, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, I think he still does. Doolittle was probably going to be bad, so he probably did that one. Yeah. He had to rub one out, and now he could get back out. Now he <laughs> could get back and like do something. I don't think this is it, honestly. I don't know if I see him as Admiral Thrawn. I don't see him blue. Yeah. You're like, okay, guys, so what we're going to do <laughs> yeah. is we're going to attack and the it, Rebels. It's hard to see him playing Tony Stark for so many years and then watching him play something like this. Mm-hmm. If I had to cast an Admiral Thrawn, I would pick that guy from that played Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. Oh, yeah. Well, he's also in Shazam. Yeah, that guy. Whatever his name is. Again, sorry, guys. We're bad at this. <laughs> what is that guy's name? He was in all the Kingsman movies, too. Good actor. I think he would kill it as Admiral Thrawn. Uh, yeah. I don't think RDJ is it. 
Uh, he should probably pass on it. He should probably come back as Tony Stark in some capacity and just, just do that until he dies. Just cash a check, man. Like they're gonna pay. They, he made what seventy five million dollars from that one movie. You made a lot. I would do that for the rest of. You don't have to do anything else for the rest of your life. He's old and he just made seventy five million dollars. Like that's enough. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like okay before that, and I liked his moves before that, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But yeah. before that, it's not like he was. Yeah, yeah. Rolling in the dough. He had a cocaine problem. Yeah. Was, like, he got arrested prison. by like breaking into somebody's house in his underwear or something like that. Yeah. Which is cool. If it was me, Rockstar, I would be like, hey, man, I, I could just be Iron Man forever. I'd be okay with that. Like, he has to have a pretty cushioned gig there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who am I? I don't have artistic integrity. So, something I saw today, which is funny because the book we're reading today is Spider Man Life Story. Marvel dropped a teaser. Pretty much looks like Miles Morales is going to be dealing with his own clone saga coming up in April, which I don't know why. Miles' book is pretty good. It's not like excellent. It's just like, you know, Spider-Man books throughout the years are always just okay. Yeah, They're yeah. they're not necessarily bad. They're okay. And then he has these good arcs. So it's like, it's a it, that makes it a good book to me because it's something that you can always read casually. And then he has these big giant arcs that are, you know, put him over the top. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they would need to do this, but I guess every Spider-Man has to go through it. So it's kind of like his initiation <laughs> into being Spider-Man. I don't know. What do you think about another clone saga? I'm with you. I don't, I don't know why. Like it, it makes no sense to me, but <clears throat> maybe I know that they like redid the clone saga, rewrote it. They fixed it. Yeah. Quote, unquote, cleaned uh, it up a, a little bit. Year, a couple years ago. So maybe <clears throat> they'll take a lesson from that, but I don't know. I just have to see it. Yeah, I'm someone that loved the Clone Saga in the 90s. I know a lot of people hate it, but I also go on record being someone that likes bad stuff. Like, that's something that I like to say a lot of times, because when I say I like Spider-Man 3 and I like these bad movies, and people say, oh, well, that, those movies are terrible. And I, I, I know, I like bad things. Yeah, it's like, you have no taste. It's like, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yes, I'm telling you that. So I loved the Clone Saga. Did it make sense? Was it, you know, convoluted? Yeah, no, it was bad, but I liked it. Yeah. I love Ben Riley, and that was a, you know, a product of that clone saga. Yeah, so. I like Ben Riley a lot. I don't know why they're going to do it. I don't have high hopes or low hopes. I just have hopes that it doesn't ruin the character. Right. So today, which is Monday at the time of recording this, Deadpool has been announced to be in the MCU, confirmed, and the rating will be R. So. That's cool. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I'm curious if they'll ever like, so he's in the MCU, but how are they going to integrate that? Yeah, that's what that's the first thing I thought of is what cameos are we going to get? How is that going to happen? I, I will. That's just how he fits. Yeah, I will say that, you know, they did make the PG-13 version. So I can mm-hmm. see if he comes into other ones, like it would be funny I hate to be a person that's just going to like conceptualize how they're going to bring him into the Disney universe. But well, I was going to give you my, my opinion on how they should do it. So no one takes it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could do whatever we want. <laughs> my favorite part is like, okay, uh, just for an example, I love, I loved, I don't really watch it anymore, but Robot Chicken. And it was yes. funny when you watch it on TV and they bleep everything out and it's like, bleep, 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 bleep. Like to me, that is funny. But then when I yeah. got it on DVD and they say the words, it like takes away. From yeah, it wasn't funny to me. So, yeah, though, I still I think the Deadpool is pretty funny. 
Yeah, I like one and two. Yeah. I know some people don't like two as much, but I, I mean, I like the most. I think I like two a little better, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, so I can see that if, if like in his movie, he's saying all these words, but when he brings when he's in Disney, like they bleep him. Yeah. Or he has like the black bar over his mouth or something like yeah. he's going to be breaking the fourth wall, I would assume. Or if they just cut like if they cut to another scene right before he says like a, something obscene, which is always funny. Yeah, they just cut right before he says it. Yeah. The way that I personally would bring him into the MCU is the third movie would be called Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, which is a title they re- they bring up every four years. He has a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe book, and it wouldn't be the MCU; it would be it would be the Legacy Universe. So you would pull in all the actors that played in the old movies. Mm. You know, you get Hugh Jackman to be in it at the end, and you don't. He didn't have to be in it; it could just be that scene in Logan, and then like he's maybe traveling through dimensions killing off all those dead assets from that, you know, Marvel attained. And, you know, he could just walk past that scene in Logan where he's on the stump or whatever. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but <laughs> If you haven't seen that or that <laughs> beginning scene of Deadpool 2. Yeah, right. So it, it would just be cool to see him, to see all those characters get one last, you know, send off. And it would just be funny to me. That would be funny. I'd like to see that. And then he ends up in the MCU post Thanos and then it kind of, you know, sets the stage for the future. Yeah, I feel like he has to be in his own universe, especially with the time travel spoiler alert that he did in, yeah. in Deadpool 2. So. Yeah, and the reason why I thought that is because at the end, of, just the way how loose they handled it at the end of Deadpool 2, how he was just going through all the times, and then he also killed Ryan Reynolds before he did yeah. Green Lantern. So it just... They got really loose with it. So I feel like if they just get loose with it, if they expand on that in Deadpool three, then they could just go and have him kill, you know, Kelsey Grammer as beast or the guy that played Iceman. In the first X-Men. I just want him to kill the X-Men universe. Everybody else is fine. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer's made such a, oh, I don't know why I pluralized his name. Kelsey Grammer's made is such a good beasts. <laughs> he did make such a good beast, but then, you know, you could also do it to where, he kills off the old Fantastic Four. Yeah. And you can have Chris Evans come in and cameo as uh, Human Torch, and he can make a reference to him looking like Captain America. You know what I mean? And you could just have all the... It could just be a total fan service movie serving as an introduction to future MCU stuff. Yeah, that, that was actually what I thought. The Fantastic Four. I think that would be great. Yeah. Especially because those guys haven't been doing anything. And then bring the dude, Chickless, that played <laughs> thing, bring him over into the MCU, and you're good. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Honestly, I'm okay with that thing. Yeah. Not the naked, thing. Not the naked one that was in <laughs> Fantastic Four Stick, whatever it was it's called. I haven't seen it, man. We're going to watch it. It's so bad. All right, moving along. Uh, if you guys got any opinions about Deadpool or our theories or ideas on what they should do, Kevin Feige, if you're listening, cut the check. Because if I see that happen in the movie, I'm suing. Type it out. Yeah. Mail it to yourself. Yeah. That way it's post-dated. And, now, and then you can sue. And I'm gonna yeah, and I'm gonna mail it to Kevin Feige, and say, hey, I know you watch our show. Just like have like this really intimate letter to <laughs> like about how we've been friends for years, and like just create this whole chain. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. you're going you're going down, Kevin Feige. I'm about to single white female, you man. Single white female. I know where you live. So a lot of people have been wondering, like, is Charlie Cox coming back? He's rumored to come back as Daredevil or just as Matt Murdock, the chick that plays. Jessica Jones is rumored to be in the She-Hulk show. And so people are asking. People are asking. <laughs> so I want to ask Kevin Feige in an interview 
if the Netflix Marvel characters were coming back in any capacity and he said never say never, which is a smart answer. Yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to say no, but he also doesn't want to say yes. You know, it's very, very smart answer. He's also sponsored by Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. He's like sprays Justin Bieber's cologne all over him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He has a flat bill hat on. <laughs> yeah. Jacket with no shirt, no shirt under it. <laughs> Kevin Foggy would have way more of my respect. Not that I don't, he doesn't have any respect for, but way more. So that's cool. What do you think? I don't. Those Netflix shows were just okay to me, man. I did like Daredevil uh, a lot. Daredevil was it, me too. I if anybody if I had to pick one person to come into the um, Marvel universe or the MCU, it would be Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I thought he did great. I I like honestly. So the first I, I like the first season of all of them. I think the first yeah. season except for Iron Fist, which was terrible it was bad and i didn't like the actor i, didn't, I hated everything about that show uh-huh. but i really liked the guy that played luke cage uh jessica jones was okay and i and i like Kristen ritter i just wish that and this is going to sound sexist as hell i wish she smiled more because <laughs> she has this like yeah thing with her bottom lip and her bottom teeth that drives me nuts yeah. and she's even when she's frowning is fine i just don't like yeah that face that she makes her ugh face. um ugh. Yeah, just her, not every person. Not every woman her. on the planet. Yeah, I'm just saying her. You guys should all smile uh, more. If you want people to like Yeah, me. you should smile more. Be happier. You would look way prettier. We're about to get, we're about to get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, but just that bitchy face that she was making. Yeah. All, and uh, Charlie Cox was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked that Daredevil costume, which a lot yeah. of people didn't. I loved it. So, I would, yeah, I would like to... I. I would like to see him. Let's be honest, uh, man. Daredevil's regular costume would look dumb. And they tried it. It did look dumb. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. Like a whole latex suit. That just looks dumb, man. Yeah. I get it. It looks cool on paper and like when you draw, but that doesn't always translate well. Yeah. When you're trying to get life. a sweet bulge. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> right. but, Can you imagine? Uh, anytime I see his suit and I think about it in uh, real world terms, he's like a ninja. And he's in the shadow, jumps out of the shadows, beats the shit out of people, (laughs) and it disappears. You know what I mean? But I just imagine like like a criminal doing some criminal stuff, walking down an alley. I'm painting this picture for you, and then he's like looking over his shoulder, and all he hears is like these squeaks. (laughs) Because his suit is like taking all these latex, (laughs) (laughs) like a wingsuit. It's like I knew you. I knew you were behind me for the past twelve minutes. <laughs> That's so. I do like that, uh, and I think Mansco did a good job of portraying that. The yellow daredevil suit is that he's got like uh-huh. he's got like sweats almost underneath, but it's like a yeah. On theirs, it's like a leather <laughs> romper the vest part. Yeah, 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 because yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's like a onesie sort of yeah. Yeah. But uh, to me, that makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, his costume <laughs> does Stupid, not translate. Man. It's like a gimp suit with a mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And I loved it. Daredevil is legitimately one of my favorite characters. So yeah, I just think that suit's terrible. And I think the tra- that Charlie Cox suit, when I first saw it, like after he gets it made or whatever, I I loved every bit of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Same. people suck that don't like it. You guys just you guys just unrealistic unrealistic standards for these movies you guys are terrible yeah all you guys us included <laughs> yeah yeah because we also have ridiculous standards for movies secret invasion is a show coming out that's going to focus on 
Nick Fury and the guy, the scroll guy, whatever. It's supposed to be like a buddy cop show, which kind of sucks because Secret Invasion is a, a epic story that has deep rooted in the history of you know Marvel with people being like scrolls from the seventies or something like that. Mm-hmm. They came out the gate saying, "Hey man, Secret Invasion is not going to be like the comic books. Yeah. So do not know, like do not expect it." We're not doing that. We're not having... Because, you know, you read Secret Invasion. They had those scrolls that were like Cyclops head, Wolverine hands, Colossus body. It's like, we're not doing any of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is just going to be Nick Fury and that guy. Combo man. (laughs) Combo man, he needs to make a comeback. (laughs) How do we get the rights to that character? I don't know. It's a lot of rights he'd have to get. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like every every (laughs) layer. So millions and millions of dollars worth of... uh, Dumb, 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 dumb. So yeah, uh, I'm not excited about Secret Invasion. I think the buddy cop show set in like random Shield agents being scrolls, unless they have like some badass, you know, cameos where they say, "Hey, Tony Stark that died killing Thanos is actually a scroll." Yeah, and you know, Tony Stark is actually still alive, <laughs> and then you know he comes back. That'd be cool. It's like being a Batman when he's in Italy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what. Oh, Alfred and his dementia. Yeah, I swear I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what do you think about that? I don't know. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll see. Yeah. I don't really have any of it. It's the same. So I've heard that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is great for the most part. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is great in the same vein that the CW shows are great. Like, if yeah. you have nothing else to watch, but you are like us and you are a fan of superheroes, it, it's tolerable you you can get invested yeah well and that's kind of how i feel with this like this might be interesting especially since it'll have like a space aspect to it but i don't know yeah it'd be kind of neat if they did like a 60s star trek thing with it yeah uh, it could be kind of fun um i don't like made it real corny my thing is like i don't understand why do it like this like i just i guess i don't see what the play is like secret invasion but without any like bigger characters besides sam jackson and I, I don't know. They could have all kinds of big characters in it, you know? Like, I would be... It would be weird for me not to see Brie Larson in it. Mm-hmm. Because she has such a relationship with both of those characters. But she's not, you know... She's cost a lot of money. Yeah. Now. Not personally, but like... <laughs> it's a dude. I haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> if you guys are excited about Secret Invasion, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think the show is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Some dude on the internet is claiming that Danny DeVito could return as Penguin in the Flash movie? Uh, if you know anything about Batman Returns, you know that the Penguin dies at the end of the yeah, movie, right? Well, yes. I mean, he looks like he dies. Yeah, he... I don't I don't see why <laughs> him like surviving that wouldn't be like a gasp moment, like, oh, the penguin's here. What's he gonna do? Because now he's gonna be even older and more penguiny and Gross. More penguiny. Yeah. <clears throat> so gross. He was so gross. That was so perfect. Yeah. Well, and perfect that, that's what's funny. That that whole movie, I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but that whole movie tanked Tim Burton and all and Michael Keaton and all that because they couldn't sell any toys based on how gross he was. <laughs> yeah. Like all the toys, the Happy Meal toys, stuff like that. They used like the 60s penguin, mm-hmm. like the real goofy one with the that. monocle and shit. Um so I remember buying so many toys back then, though. They had a, I remember this very vividly. They had a two pack of just penguins. Oh, I had that. Yeah. It was, yeah. So did I. I mean, it's just like, 
why? I love <laughs> those penguins. I love I loved it so much. I love that movie so much that I was like, uh, hey, I need to get those penguins. And I could just imagine like being a parent now, my parents being like, what the fuck are you penguins doing? Penguins with who, rocket bags? Who gives a shit about that? This is a this is a bootleg toy. It's a Batman background <laughs> that you're buying these bad penguins. <laughs> my my sister got me those for Christmas and like whenever that movie came out. That's yeah. a gag gift. Yeah. She's like, ah, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> he actually loved it. Uh yeah. I remember Super. that. All right, so um what do you think? Fan penguin coming back? Nah. But why? <laughs> That's my question about any yeah. announcement that comes out for Batman or Spider Man. Why? Yeah. I don't have this in the note, but Kevin Feige spoke on the rumors about Spider-Man. And he said, again, very cryptic. Yeah, some of them are truths. Some of them aren't. <laughs> it's like, cool, man. Why are you doing this interview again? Yeah, Spider-Man will have Spider-Man in it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It's like, why? why are you doing these interviews? But you're giving us nothing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This is just a theory. This next bit of news. This is not official or anything like that. But I think that the Injustice 3 game could be announced this year. Mm. I could. Just, this is my weird reasoning. Two years ago, in 2019, NetherRealm Studios released Mortal Kombat 11. Two years before that, in 2017, they released Injustice 2. Two years before that, they released Mortal Kombat 10. And two years before that... <laughs> In 2015, they released the first Injustice. So they've been doing this thing every two years where they release the other. So, And if you look at the back of a dollar bill, you can see the Illuminati so, sign. So, And it's looking at NetherRealm Studios. Oh, God. I think it's <laughs> oh. possible. Yeah, yeah. No, that seems, seems and probable. And it could just be nonsense because I've been bored and sick. But I would like to see an Injustice 3 game. What about you? Yeah, dude. Uh, I've, well, okay. So I have a love-hate relationship with fighting games because I'm bad at them. But I love anything that have like superhero properties. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. I didn't buy the most recent one. But uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, Injustice. I'm, well, I get I get these all the time. I'm terrible me at too. them. But I, I like the story I of them. them. And so when it has a weak story to me, I'm just like, damn, I bought this game. I know it's a fighting game. And there's only 10 levels, but I, I like the story of these games. The same yeah. thing with you playing as superheroes. Like I am, you know, a few seconds away from buying that ultimate uh, edition of Mortal Kombat 11 for the PlayStation 5 just so I can play as Spawn versus RoboCop. Yeah, I've got all of them but RoboCop. You know, and that's just it's silly. I bought Injustice 2 when it first came out and then I sold it back to GameStop right immediately because I wasn't really a fan of the character designs but they went back and they updated some of the designs but then ninja turtles came out and i bought it again just because the ninja turtles were on there so, and then hellboy and then hellboy was hellboy on there so i i mean i had to get that game just for that alone playing as a ninja turtles in a fighting game hasn't been done like that for me since super nintendo tournament fighters which i love yeah that game. tournament fighters <laughs> i man. love that game that fucking shark yeah and chrome so was beat. in that game he was great yeah, uh, that figure is about to come out for NECA, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure it'll be impossible to find. <clears throat> yeah, it looks freaking sweet. And that is all the news, unless you got something that I didn't see. Something interesting. This isn't very interesting either. I'm sorry, guys. No, I, I can't think of anything that I've seen that's just popped out at me. Um, so, no, I think you've got it covered. 
today. So before we take a break, I want to let you guys know earlier I talked about my thoughts on future state and things like that. Uh, and in the previous episode, we mentioned our Patreon. So I'm going to be doing like a little thing on Fridays where I go because I read all the issues of future state last week. And I was like, oh, I want to I don't want to put a review out. Our website's not done yet. So I'm just going to record myself talking and giving my thoughts for a few minutes on future state Fridays on our Patreon which is going to be exclusive for people of the $5 here and above. So you don't in any way have to join, but that's just one of the things that we're starting to put on there. And we're going to slowly start putting more on there. So, yeah. So if you want to hear a sweet dose of Lex's sultry, sweet voice, <laughs> angrily talking about comic books, you should do that. And if not, that's okay too. Yeah. Because what you're going to do is you're going to listen to these ads <laughs> and we'll be right back. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaviorCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards, all your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find and it will really help out the show. All right. Welcome back to the episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen to those ads. And if you didn't, that's OK, too. And so this this is the section of the podcast where we review a comic book trade, a trade review, if you will. <laughs> so <eloquent>. this week <laughs> we read... <laughs> This week, we read Spider-Man Life Story. In 1962, Amazing Fantasy number 15, 15-year-old Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider and became the Amazing Spider-Man. 57 years have passed in the real world since that event, so what would have happened if the same amount of time passed for Peter as well? To celebrate Marvel's 80th anniversary, Chip Zdarsky and Spider-Man legend Mark Bagley, which is my favorite Spider-Man artist, unite to spin a unique Spidey tale telling the entire history of Spider-Man from beginning to end. They pull out, you know, a lot of his mm -hmm. key events and kind of splice them in. 
through different decades. And so, yeah. And this book is six issues, self-contained story beginning to end. It's, I do like that about it. I have to know your initial thoughts before we dive into it. My hot take is I was, I didn't like it. <laughs> That's fine. That's my hot take review over. See you guys later. Now, um, initially I wanted to like it because I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero, but uh, I was kind of disappointed um, and we can go into that more, but, uh, obviously, but I, yeah, I was just kind of disappointed in, in the story, uh, to, to tell the truth. Okay. So I, I read this when it first came out and I really enjoy the way that Chip Zdarsky writes usually. Uh, one book that I want us to read very soon is Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run, probably just the first volume, maybe this first or second, cause it's really good. It's probably... My favorite Daredevil story that I've ever written, or uh, that I ever wrote myself. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> Daredevil story that I've ever read. And so I think I was just kind of romanticized with that, like fanboying over Chip Zdarsky. And it just, you know, kind of got lost in it. And it was different when reading it issue to issue. Uh, so coming back and rereading it in trade form, I, there was a lot of moments where I was just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> it had a lot of great moments, a lot of very small personal moments that I liked, but as a whole story, it was, it was a lot of me wondering mm. why Mark Bagley's art has also changed Yes, from the nineties Spider-Man that I love so much. And I noticed that when he was on this ultimate Spider-Man run, it looks a lot like that. So it's a lot of me being let down on the reread. Yeah. But I won't say that I did. There was a lot of things that I did like about it, though, still. But we were talking about clones earlier. And before we get into like sort of an issue breakdown, we were talking about clones earlier. And <clears throat> it's funny because essentially this is a clone saga book. Mm -hmm. It's extremely convoluted to me for like unnecessarily. Right. They did that in the original clone saga. You know, Peter thought that he was the clone. And so he let Ben Riley take over as Spider-Man. Then... Uh, ben Riley sacrifices himself to save Peter. Ben Riley disintegrates as a clone would, because that's what all clones do. We all know that. You're right. We've all been clones before. All my clones disintegrate. Why would you add that into this Spider-Man life story and make it such a overarching thing? Th th that was the main problem I had with this story. Um, is that I loved that they were trying to yeah. go back and kind of do these interesting takes. Yeah. But then it would always end up the same. It would always end up the same. So what's the point? You're not telling a new story. It's hard to break it down. We're going to go, we're going to talk about issues for a second. So the way it broke down is six issues. It went 60s, 70s. And if you do math, I'm not going to embarrass myself by mis, you know, counting, but it goes on. Yeah. 60s, 70s, 77, 78, 80s. Yeah. And then it goes into 90s and 2000s. And so it's, I liked that. I liked the way that they spliced in these big events throughout the years, even though like he would be really old at the end of this, mm -hmm. which I guess he was, but still he'd be really old. So issue one starts out his four years after he became Spider-Man. So he's in it for a little bit. He's fought some of his stupid bad guys that everybody loves. I mm -hmm. love them. Not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. It starts setting up and it seems like a spider, like a typical Spider-Man book. Flash Thompson's about to go off to war right out the gate. I didn't like, the Peter Parker, really. Yeah, he was kind of a dickhead. 
He was a dickhead. He was a little too cocky and he was kind of a jerk. He was just like a straight up dickhead to Flash, even though, you know, I get it. Flash was a bully, but what'd you think about that first book? No, I kind of, so I, I, I'm with you. I didn't like, especially like that hot take. He comes out, he comes into the bar and he's just like an ass. I think that was in that first issue. Yeah. And then he goes to the party as it's a going away party Yeah, with his friends and he comes in just uh, being a jerk. Yeah. Has Flash messed it up yet? <laughs> if, I don't know. It was so weird. Like, the way the story so it goes on a little bit green goblins there norman is there and he's like earlier in the book he's like oh yeah i've been watching you talking to peter and, uh-huh, and he meets him for the first time yeah i've been watching you and then when he's he's at this party norman is there and he's like no i'm serious i've been watching you and he's like yeah i'm the green goblin look there's a bomb <laughs> you know and it's yeah. <laughs> i don't know it, it was like we kind of know, like people that are reading this know what the deal is. Yeah, you have to have been a Spider-Man reader to actually follow this book pretty easily. But it still kind of felt rushed, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, so it's... One thing that I noticed right off the bat is that war was going to be a, a constant thing in this book. And even... When there wasn't a war going on, it was still a constant thing in this book. Like, he talked about it all the time, which I thought it was weird that he was so obsessed with war. Right. I thought it was cool that they put that in there. I don't remember if it's this first issue where Captain America's in it. That might be the second issue. I think it's the second, but I'm not sure. We'll just say it's the second issue. So, yeah, he's just a jerk in this. Apparently, he's been fighting Green Goblin for a long time, or for four years, within the four years. Mm -hmm. But he's never met Norman Osborn. MJ's there. He's with Gwen, but like kind of. It just, it did feel rushed. Everything helped because at the beginning of the issue, he's like, man, I can't express my feelings to Gwen. But then they go meet at the party and then like together. Right. Yeah. And then he, then he fights Norman, gets him away. It, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I liked this book, <laughs> I didn't. but it did. It felt rushed. I, and it shouldn't. You know what I mean? If you're going over decades, I guess, you know, I felt the need to try to put a lot into it, put a lot of uh, stories into it, I guess. Right. Honestly, to make this book better for me, what I wanted to see, what I was expecting when I started reading it is for these major life moments to be not to be opposite. So like, yes, he's still with Gwen. She doesn't die. Right. They did that. So they did do that. But they didn't like. I would rather have seen that scene and he saves her and then see what happens. Yeah, I was waiting on that. Yeah, I was waiting on that scene because they didn't do that. They just, he fights Norman, he wins, and then. Norman acts like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Norman is cured from being the Green Goblin. And that's just how it ends, right? Kind of. Not really, because I mean, he, he later in the trade, he comes back. But. Well, I mean, that issue, issue one ends like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it goes to issue two, which is the 70s. At the end of issue one, Gwen finds out that Peter Parker is Mm Spider-Man. And they also show Captain America joins Vietnam. He's kind of reluctant to join Vietnam uh, because he doesn't know if he believes in it or not. So they're setting the stage, obviously, for sort of a, I got Civil War vibes. You know, he's conflicted type of thing. Because they also show Iron Man in issue one in the war. Uh, which is something we've never seen before. And like, I guess, you know, he's a war profiteer or whatever, but we never actually see Iron Man's bodyguard in the war, which he was. So you see spot, you see Captain America at the very end of issue one, saving some soldiers from the other side. And, you know, some of the American soldiers are like, we heard that you went astray. 
you know, you're a disgrace, and then he knocks him out. Yeah. So Captain America is saving people on both sides. He's actually he's more of a hero than a U.S. soldier at this point, which I thought that was cool. I just, I liked the look of Captain America. He was wearing like army pants, but then had his you know weird scale Captain America yes. shirt on. <laughs> his Aquaman Captain America, which shirt. is my favorite. So we're starting out the '70s. Cuts to Peter Parker at a funeral, or not at a funeral, at a gravesite just talking uh-huh. and he's talking to you find out that he's talking to flash flash dies in the war so they cut they trim the fat on a lot of stuff yeah. you know because they don't do the flash thompson becoming venom they don't do all this extra stuff they they trim the fat but i feel like they didn't trim enough fat yeah i agree i feel like they trimmed some things like yeah that's cool flash died in the war that's you just you don't have to do any side stories with him or anything like that they immediately go and you in the first page you find out that he's married to Gwen, mm-hmm. which, like you said, I would have appreciated seeing. That's such an iconic moment in Spider-Man's life—the bridge scene where he's desperately trying to save Gwen, ends up breaking her neck. I would, since it's Spider-Man life story, I would have liked to see those iconic moments play out. And even if it stayed the same, even if they didn't necessarily change them, I would like to see how it changed his life story if he aged the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So just finding out that they were married was a letdown to me. A few years have passed. So this is, again, this is the 70s. I don't know. You find out that Peter Parker is working with Reed Richards. Reed Richards looks like an old-ass man. Yeah, he's like a beatnik. Yeah, which I think was, to me, it was weird to, to not get any context on these other characters, but like just kind of. Like you're just supposed to know that Reed's old and like yeah what time yeah there's like a little bit a little bit of extraneous story but not enough to like understand what the hell's going on yeah because peter's relatively young still he, he is young he's young still and reed is like an old man so it's like for me times matching up like when did the fantastic four become the fantastic four how long were they heroes that just to me it had me thinking about things. It took me out of the story. Well, and it also, like, you start thinking about Captain America. Like, he ages differently, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, you start thinking about Tony Stark. Like, is he the same age as Reed yeah. Richards? Like, you would think so. Yeah, and Ant-Man or Giant-Man, He's he goes into the war, you know. Is he an old-ass man, too? Like, how, old, how much older? Because in the comic books that we read, you know, that just don't ever age, Reed doesn't seem that much older than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to see him so... Oh, he's not an old old man, but he has like more white hair. Yeah, early fifties at least. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Uh, you also see Doctor Octopus is coming in. Uh, he works with them. They have this company called the Future Foundation, which is later on in the Fantastic Four comics. That's a cool nod, but it, it again, a lot of this stuff just seems forced and rushed. Mm-hmm. Not rushed in the sense that they're just trying to scramble to get it done. It just seems like they're trying to get through a lot, right? With through his life. And some of the stuff you're supposed to just kind of, you're just supposed to accept it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is the. You see, he stretched his arm to throw that newspaper away, so you know who that is. Yeah. So Norman goes to jail in the first issue because Peter Parker turns him in. Yeah, even though he was quote unquote cured. Yeah, you still see him as a sane guy, but then issue two, Harry goes and visits uh, Norman, and he's evil. He's trying to get you know, be the puppeteer and have Harry do all these things for him. So I don't understand that. Right. Why? Yeah. He's got those sweet ass. He's got those waves though. Yeah. The waves. <laughs> Learn some in prison. The thing is, I don't understand why 
even paint him that as the cured person in the first issue. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. That it almost seemed like a callback to the first Spider-Man movie. It's like, oh, yeah, don't tell Harry, you know, yeah. whatever. But like you said, it, it. This is what I was kind of talking about at the beginning of the podcast or the beginning of our review is every sequence that seems to have changed doesn't. Uh-uh. Right. So, you know, he is cured and then now he's the same. He's still he's evil. fucking Norman Osborn Green Goblin. He's still that guy. And you get no explanation. Right. You just you just know that it happened. He, so you're supposed to accept that it happened. In the story. Yeah, I would rather see him as regretful in prison like you have to fix like make harry fix things what i was hoping was happening would be that norman is cured and then harry goes down the path of being the green goblin right Mm -hmm. and dies and then that makes norman snap and then he becomes the green goblin again Mm. like yeah maybe yeah as we were talking about before i'm missing some of those moments those iconic Spider-Man moments. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to know Reed is a certain age. We are supposed to just assume a lot of things that I, I didn't like that assumption. Gwen is working with Miles Warren. So as soon as I saw Miles Warren, I was like, God, D, we're about <laughs> to see some clones. Yeah, that's a jackal, right? Yeah. Okay. He becomes a jackal. He's obsessed and in love with uh, Gwen. Which it goes again to what you said. It's like they put these moments in here, which you're wondering, like, hey, man, give me a little bit of shock value. Change it up a little bit. They change up a, a little unnecessary things, but then they keep these big, heavy moments. Yeah, which- there's continuity moments. And <clears throat> like, uh, you know, I, in this moment, he's like doing good things. He's helping out uh, amputees or people that don't uh-huh. have arms and legs. He's cloning body parts, right? I think it would be in the same way they did with Otto Octavius. It would have been cool if they just made them good guys. Like, yeah, make up, talk about trimming the fat, man. Yeah, make uh, make more bad guys or whatever, or just like again, trim the fat. Spider Man's got a ton of bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, because I forgot to mention in the Future Foundation thing, um, this group that they have set up. You also learn that Otto Octavius and the Aunt May thing happened. They got married like legitimately. And he's not a super villain anymore. Yeah. Which to me, it takes away, spoiler alert for a little further down, it takes away that being a, a story moment when he just becomes evil again. Right, yeah. He's just a bad guy. Just because. Just because Aunt May dumped him because he was kind of evil. <laughs> so it just It took me out of it. Uh, I did like his new Spider-Man costume, even though it had unnecessarily unnecessary... Sorry, it had unnecessary shoulder pads and the shin guards. <laughs> you know what I thought? The one thing I thought about is that he was wearing that under his clothes. Yeah. So I'm like, he's wearing these like metal like, shoulder pads under his clothes. Like, what's up? Yeah, it's nobody. What's weird? Nothing. These aren't. Why are your legs pads. so big? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I did like. I like. I like random Spidey suits. I yeah. like that about his character. I like that. He always goes back to the original classic, but he does switch it up from time to time. Yeah. Um, I do like the explanation in this book as well that he is getting older. Uh, and so his body, it hurts more. It it reacts less. And so it kind of shows like how he's building pieces onto his armor to kind of like compensate. Right. Uh, so I, I did like that. 
Next thing you know, he's leaving, seeing his wife, Gwen, and creepy Warren, Miles Warren, and he's going to a party to see his friend, uh, Harry, and his girlfriend, Mary Jane. Mary Jane is totally out of character in this. It really, I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that she's like a party girl, but yeah, she, she, go ahead. Oh, it's just, she was vapid and like a druggie and didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, didn't like her boyfriend. Uh, she just made her seem like she was with Harry for his money. And it just totally took her character. She has like all these great characters. And even in this book later on, she has these great characters. And not saying people can't grow, but like she was with Harry. He's completely just out of his mind and she's just having a good time. And she's like, I don't really give a shit. And uh, Spider Man goes in there, Peter Parker goes in there, kind of being a dick again. Only kind of, but she gets really offended and goes off on him reveals that she knew he was spider-man the whole time yeah like could they have a relationship from when they were younger that you don't really know about yeah again she, it, it seems to almost pull from the movies the like movies they're neighbor. neighbors yeah yeah maybe chips and rxc just watch the movies mm. <laughs> maybe that's what it is maybe he's like hey man i don't have enough time to read comic books from amazing amazing fantasy 15 to now so i'm just gonna watch all the movies that they made because his spider-man his peter parker is kind of like andrew garfield's peter parker yeah he's it, kind of a dick like you said he it, it is kind of weird that this like he's <laughs> harry osborne's like whacked out on quaaludes yeah um, he's like unconscious yeah at this party. he's like oh don't worry about it yeah he's fine you're like oh peter i can't wait i'm so excited you're here let's party and he's like hey what yeah what's going on harry over there is, she's like uh, how dare you <laughs> how dare you look down on us you piece of shit and it's just like <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm out of here. Which makes you think, I mean, maybe she was doing cocaine, you know? Maybe she was. Yeah, she's very, uh, just, it didn't make sense the way she was acting. And again, just to be like straight up like, to guilt somebody like in this situation, like our friend's dead because you're Spider-Man and you didn't go to the war. Like, I, Yeah, you I didn't know. go to Vietnam and watch that's over just, his shoulder. That's just weird <laughs> to me. Just forced story moments to me, it just didn't fit right. Uh, because I hold, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So I hold his relationships with Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. They're big. They're pretty much very, very, very big parts of Spider-Man. And just to see them, just to see the way the relationships are handled in this book, I I didn't like. Uh, I I wasn't a fan of it. So he goes back to work with Reed. He's, you know, he's talking shit to Reed. Reed's a frail old man. You find out that Sue left him for Namor and, and the Johnny Storm moved on and the thing moved on and he's just a brittle old man obsessed with work. Which is cool. I like that. That's I appreciate that. You get a lot of context with that character in just a few panels. I don't feel like they did that enough in this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, like just a few interactions with the characters to give the background. Yeah. Because you're just introduced to Captain America and you just see Iron Man off panel and you just, you just, it's a lot to take in. I think that's a big problem with it. Um, then you see Harry wake up like, Hey, what happened last night? <laughs> and she's kind of, you know, she's kind of mad at Pete still. And he's like, Oh, did I, you know, did I act ass? My bad. And she's like, no, whatever. it wasn't you. It was Parker. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, wow. He's like, okay. Uh, so then he gets offended and calls his dad. And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm in. Yeah, Whatever that means. Well, uh, t- it was enough to character. piss him off. 
Here's the worst character. So then Spider-Man goes to, uh, I guess he's going to see his wife. Then in comes the Black Goblin. Original. I would just appreciate it if he was just a Green Goblin again. Yeah, racist. No, <laughs> the Black Goblin just weird to me. I honestly liked it. That was probably the only thing I really enjoyed about the. He looks uh, this cool. part of the book. Yeah. Um, and this to me, I was okay with this book until now. These are just things that I noticed after thinking about it. I was okay with the book until now. There was obviously things that I didn't like, which I mentioned, but this is where it takes a turn, man, mm-hmm. for me. It takes it just like a crazy turn. And Spider-Man fights the Black Goblin. They're going back and forth, back and forth. And then something explodes in this like mystery wall. You find out that Miles Warren is actually still a creep in this universe and has clones of Gwen, Spider-Man, and Norman. Right. And then you have this weird moment where like Harry takes off his mask and he's normal again. And he's like, oh, what, what did I do? You know what I mean? Because him and Peter Parker have a conversation. He's like, um, what does he say to him? They're fighting or whatever. And he says, you're letting your dad get in your head. And he's like, oh, sorry, Pete. You're right. I have to destroy these clones. And it's just like, why? how would that happen that fast? Just like a switch. As a matter of fact, he says, they're fighting. And he says, don't let your dad ruin us. And then you know, Gwen's yelling at miles warren saying he's you know sick weirdo which he is and then he says you know what pete i'm sorry my dad gets in my head and he throws pumpkin bombs at the clones like slam dunks them you know luke death star yeah (laughs) this this hole in the building (laughs) and blows him up good arm and so then spider-man makes sure gwen and creepy ass miles are safe and Gwen says, hey, these clones are alive. I guess she knows a lot about these clones, even though she just saw them for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> she knows that they're alive. And so Spider-Man does whatever his wife says, and he goes in there to save these clones. Norman's dead. He has blades all through his body. Yeah, he was impaled on the glass tube he was in. Yeah. And so was she Gwen's, Gwen's body is dead as well he saves Peter Peter's alive he's like stumbling out he gets to the top of the thing the building the thing sorry the thing. he gets old. on the thing he gets to the thing to the thing and he's talking about stuff <laughs> but then Miles My- Warren sees that he only saved the Parker clone and he gets frantic and he tries to run in they stop him and then you find out this is where the clone saga shit happens the you know the it seems like the dude uh what's his name m night Shyamalan wrote this <laughs> a twist <laughs> yeah so he's like you don't understand your wife that you've been married to this whole time is the clone i put your i put the real gwen stacy in a clone tube to preserve her so that we could leave when the time was right and it's just like yeah so i could look what? at her naked body what time what 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 point at what point in your life would the time be right for you to run away with a person that you're holding against your will? Uh, yeah. Well, and see, <clears throat> the reaction to this, so, yeah, that, that's that's just a cluster. It moves forward a year, and the reaction to this is that the clone Peter... And, well, before that, what I thought was weird was that Miles Warren tells him that. He says, hey... You, your person you've been married to and been in love with, and right. you know, even though she is a clone, you have been in a relationship with this person. 
the real Gwen that has been there since she was 17 or 20 or whatever is in that vet. He freaks out and says, Gwen rushes in the building well, and embraces her. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that, that so moving forward, the reaction to that is he lets this clone Peter, the quote unquote clone Peter, and this clone Gwen, who he loved. His wife. Uh, They've his been wife. together. <laughs> go off and just start a new life it doesn't make any sense to me and he's all pissed off like oh it's like what what is his problem in this why is he such a purist dickhead that he's like oh yeah. no i can't love her anymore she's a fucking quote and in sense. this in this specific moment in these two pages we're in issue three now in 1978 which like you said it's 77 78 so it's just only a year past um if you if you know anything about math people out there um <laughs> I was confused only because I was overthinking it. Uh So I was like, uh, because it doesn't make sense for her just to leave with clone Parker. So I was like, okay, so this guy with the beard is the Spider-Man, right? And then the guy that won't come down from the, you know, the apartment is the clone. And he's freaking out because he doesn't understand. I I would rather have seen that. So this guy's like, listen, this is crazy. Me and my wife, which I don't give a shit. She's a clone because I love her. We've been in a relationship. We're just leaving. Uh We're just going to move. And we don't give a shit about this. That crazy clone can be Spider-Man. Mary Jane, it's it's your problem. You know what I started? You know what I started overthinking? It was like, how is he going to get a job? You know, without a social (laughs) security card? How are they going to just move? Well, MJ got all those millions of dollars. So she probably broke them off. (laughs) And then he just kind of coasted on that. Um. So yeah, because they're like happy. And this is a year later. So this guy that has a clone who is essentially just like just born, he has all Peter Parker's memories. It it was just a mess. These first two pages were just a mess for me because then MJ goes upstairs after hating Peter Parker. Now she consoles him because Harry's gone. And he's like, again, a total asshole. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to, you don't even have to sleep with him anymore. He's gone. You made millions of dollars. And she's like what what are you even talking about man you are crazy (laughs) yeah i don't know so for me it makes more sense for that to be the clone you know Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't written that way there oh this is actually the end of issue two sorry we're not in issue three yet issue three starts out in the 80s and mj's pregnant (laughs) skip a lot of stuff so they went from like mental breakdown pete to them being married and she's pregnant with twins and she hasn't seen spider-man in three weeks this is where they're plugging in the secret wars event mm-hmm. where the heroes get plugged out to fight the bad to fight villains for the uh the beyonder he wants to be entertained entertained yeah and it was so it, the only thing that you see that they're going to have any kind of romantic relationship is at the end of issue two he like hugs her and that's After it having a mental breakdown yeah yeah and that's it I did like this uh, this splash panel uh, in in the '84 of uh, you know him in the, the Secret, Secret War. Wars. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, it's cool to see all those characters. You know, there's a beef between Iron Man and Captain America, but here everybody's just working together. So mm-hmm. we'll get to their beef in a second. There's so, the you know, beef. I like his spider suit in this. Yeah, I like that he's constantly working on it. Again, they play. Reed is way older now. Yeah, white, <laughs> white, white beard, white hair. Spider Man is just a little bit older, which I know. Time we're talking about, he's you know he's he's older, but this Reed looks old. Um, 
And this is where they're plugging in the symbiote stuff because weird. This interaction between Hulk and Thor and him was weird to me. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just so weird. It like just plugged it in. It served as like a straight yeah. up, you know, to put to keep the story going. It's it. Yeah, your suits and tatters. Hey, there's a thing in there that fixes. Yeah. It gives Which, you that's whatever kind you of want. How it happens in the in the Secret Wars, but it's like he's having in the page before this, he's having a deep conversation with Reed about how Reed realizes that he lost everything because he cared too much about his work, and how he's proud of Peter for being you know a genius and having Parker Industries, another thing that they don't he just create that is created outside of context. Yeah. Um, and then the next page is just like old school Thor and regular hulk they're just like hey man what are you doing in here <laughs> peter parker's like we don't all have asgardian tailors like you it's just like a, it was a weird yeah it didn't the tone shift was too jarring to me i agree and hulk's like you just go in there and talk to that machine it makes you whatever you want <laughs> you go in there you talk to that machine it give you whatever you want and then this is just this whole page right here to me was the worst because then he goes in there and he's just like, oh, I wish I could see MJ. I got something for you. Alien symbiote that's going to leech onto your brain and give you everything you need. That This is like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. You know, what's weird is the next panel, this guy holding the end is nigh sign is totally uh, Rorschach, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that the first time. Yep. They plugged him in there. <clears throat> The next page, speaking of the next page, it's like the, it's uh, so the page before that battle, uh, interactions between the other heroes and sort of like Peter Parker dealing with the stress of the war and being away from his family. Next page, hey, I've been home. I'm back home. Yeah. We won the war. <laughs> yeah, it, there's just a panel. Two more then weeks it, go by as gods fight, gods and I witness unimaginable things. But we but win. We win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? Why? No consequences. There's no gravity to the secret war at all. No. He's just got a black suit now. He's got the symbiote. Uh, and then he pops up at MJ. MJ's surprised that a guy wearing a black Spider-Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like Take I my get wallet. it. It's like that oh. would be jarring a little bit, but at the same time, your husband is Spider-Man and he has been known to change suits throughout the years. So yeah. like it would only be like a second. He's like, hey, chill out. It's me. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> that was weird. He has twins. He breaks down because he's been away for you know too long. Which I guess that's a that's a fine page. That's a fine page. Looking but like then, straight shit, man. This is what this is what kind of takes me out of it. And I need you to give me some context. You're really good at, at fixing it for me. So there was a secret, there was there was a secret war, and then there was also a war with Russia going on at the same time right so it's so it's the 80s they're talking about the cold war yeah which was really just an arms race right between the u.s mm -hmm. and russia and then you had some f you know they try to invade afghanistan shit like that um actually that might be into the 90s but anyway um russia i don't know it really didn't make a lot of sense but i guess uh russia was like so they thought that the superheroes were were America's nuclear weapons. So they're like uh -huh. fighting against that. Some uh, 
some Russian scientists came up with and tangible uh, missiles. So, so, so yeah. So like vision and I guess this is Sue. I don't Invisible know. Who this, woman? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, so. Anyway, they nuke. They tried to nuke Manhattan and vision steers it off course to Pennsylvania. And then like, he's just in shock at ground zero, which I thought that was cool. It would have been cool. There's, yeah. it just wasn't, I, it, it didn't make any damn sense. That's what I'm saying. The pay, it just didn't make sense. Like that is cool. That page with him witnessing and, and the image, if you think about it, of him going intangible and watching just people get evaporated around him. That's cool. Yes. But like the context of there in one page, you find out that there was a superhero arms race who could have the most superheroes. The, all of America's superheroes are in some alternate dimension fighting a secret war. Russia has all their superheroes, but instead of just invading with their superheroes, they launch these intangible nukes that I don't know why they have to be intangible. That I don't understand. Like that extra level of, you know what I mean? Like adding intangible nukes. I don't understand why. Yeah, it's that, that's just, I'm reading this again and said uh, they had super beings as well. Russia had super beings as well. Uh-huh. None of them disappeared. One was Ivan Kragov, the Red Ghost, a scientist who developed the technology to render items intangible. Yeah, that guy talks to monkeys. He has a lot of monkeys around. He's weird. But yeah, no, I mean, that is it. That's all that explains that. Why they have these nukes? Why are they firing them off? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make any sense. It's so, it's just weird. I like and so. Go ahead. I like the idea. The Cold War is very uh, paranoid. Like it was all about paranoia. Uh-huh. I think there's a right way to put that in. I just don't think they did it the right way. I yeah, don't know how to no. say it. It's rushed, and I don't think rushed is saying rushed is going to come off like they didn't. Uh, they didn't put think about it. I'm not saying they didn't think about it. They weren't intentional. This is probably how they wrote it. They wanted that. They want an impactful. They want an impactful moment. Yeah, and they just kind of threw it in there. They squeezed it in yeah. where they could. Um, Spider-Man over the years he has huge story arcs, man. Like in this next panel, he's helping Reed soak up the radiation in Pennsylvania or whatever. Yeah. But he- then you find out that Craven, which is one of Spider-Man's biggest stories, my favorite Spider-Man story, The Last Hunt. This at some point. Between these two pages, Craven is going around murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> As Spider-Man. Um, Reed also lets him know that, you know, the symbiote is taking him over. And Spider-Man's like, hey, I know. Which yeah. I thought that was cool. I did like that. Where he's like, hey, I know. I've I've no I'm he says, I'm a scientist too. Yeah. Like I feel like too many times people forget that Spider-Man's smart. And so I, I appreciated that. I just Reads even older <laughs> in this in these pages. Reads like a super old man. Yeah, I don't know. And Aunt May, you go to the next page, and Aunt May, they find her randomly with the kids somewhere because she's ninety and she has dementia. Say, I kind of appreciated that story beat. Honestly, I like it, but it's old. like I, I like it, but then like their marriage is so fragile that she leaves him. I don't know if she leaves him yet, but he they fight about the suit. He takes the suit off like it's nothing. There's no struggle. Right. There's no struggle like there always is between him and the symbiote. He just takes it off. No big deal. 
and then gets murdered by Craven. Yeah, Which, immediately. He gets murdered, but then immediately comes back to life. Yeah, I need some air. Blam, I'm dead. Never yeah. mind, I'm alive because the symbiote came and found me. He becomes like a Venom type character, which is a soft intro to Venom. Um, who's this guy burying who's him? This, who's the black guy that's burying him? Yeah, that's what I was really wondering. Yeah, I was like, that bothered me. I had to go back and look. I was like, is that great? No. It's not Craven. <laughs> that's Rhodey. He's mad. And then, it's probably Hobby. The Prowler. <laughs> He's always there for some reason. <clears throat> and then MJ stuck with kids in dementia ass Aunt May. Mm-hmm. MJ's getting the shaft. She thought that she was marrying for love after she's a millionaire. And then she ended up realizing that she was right all along. Peter Parker was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the symbiote brings him back to life. He goes and hunts down Craven. Craven's like some kind of weirdo. <laughs> He's like an old man weirdo that's obsessed with Spider-Man. Did you notice that? Uh, sorry. Uh, did you notice in this uh, cemetery scene that it has the author and the artist? It says, here lies Spider-Man slayed by the hunter, and then it has Bagley, Darmada, Sadarsky, and Dell. No, I didn't. I oh, wow. Noticed. That's cool. I just noticed that. That's cool. No, I didn't <clears throat> notice that. Um, I like the way the Venom looked. I thought that was cool. I like the Craven. I like the last hunt. I like that story a lot. So a lot of these things were hitting the solid for me, so I liked it. Um, I So, okay, I do have a complaint about that. I do like how the Venom looked, um, and I understand why it developed the way it did. What I don't like is like anytime you can see Spider-Man's mouth through the mask always sets me wrong. I don't like it, but I understand that's like why he got the mouth for venom. Yeah. But that first panel is like, ugh. (laughs) it's just something weird about that gimpy. But uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about this gun because he says when he's talking to Reed about uh, knowing that the symbiote can take over he says that I've created something for MJ to, to fix it, to take it out if it gets that far. Yeah. And so MJ follows the symbiote somehow. Like, she like she tracks it. I don't know how she does it. She, she does that does. alien thing. Boop, 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 boop. And then she has this weird cone. Oh, she does have an alien tracker that looks like a mirror. I didn't notice that. Dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. And she has a stupid gun that she shoots him. Plasma gun. Looks like it kind of hurts him completely evaporates the symbiote you don't ever really see the symbiote get just obliterated like that yeah you always see it like slide away which it does slide away because you find out that it goes it finds craven stops because craven's about to kill himself and the symbiote attaches to him but mj's like you know what this shit is too crazy for me i'm out they get a divorce which i assume they get a divorce she leaves pete with his crazy aunt may and that was the 80s, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it sucks. And the 90s, straight up, 1995. I This panel was weird to me. Uh, again, because you don't have a lot of context in this book. Right, so I was very see, confused. You see this guy, he looks like an old man. He's a photographer. Uh, the last time you see Doc Ock, he's a good guy, working for the Future Foundation. Now he's back super old, and he's a bad guy. Yeah, the only thing that links this to Peter Parker for me is that he looks like the classic yeah. young Peter Parker, like kind of buzzed hair and He's the dressed glasses. Like him, yeah, at least he looks like an old version of that guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's Ben Riley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I assume that was Ben Riley because he just calls him the Red Mask, and then you find out later on that Ben Riley. Well, he says was, hello, Ben Riley. I saw oh, you at yeah, May's he funeral. Does. He does say that. Yeah, because before that he says the Red Mask face to face, and then he says Ben Riley. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. <clears throat> and it, and then after that, you know, they they don't even show their fight. They just no. say that he you know, he knows who he is. And then he go, it goes to New York City, and you see Tony Stark, which is, again, a complaint of mine. How old is Tony Stark? Yeah. He does seem like a vain kind of person that would dye his hair and beard, but he doesn't yeah. look as old as Reed Richards. He should be older. And now Peter Parker has the Reed Richard white side hair. So he's older now. Yeah. He look, and they did a pretty good job at the, the lines in Tony's face. But still, and he's a total asshole in this book. Yeah. And what's weird is like, so Tony Stark's original, his origin is Vietnam, right? Yeah. Like his original, he, mm-hmm. the early origin was Vietnam. So it, it doesn't even make sense that his bodyguard is there because that's where he started. Yeah. Yep. So that's true. That, that part of the story doesn't make a lot of sense. That's true. But yeah. Yeah, because in what other war would he would that situation for him to become Iron Man happen? Yeah, so he would have had to be Iron Man, get rescued, come back to the US, develop a new suit and go back to Vietnam, which kind of makes sense, but again, you have no context. Yeah. And that the armor that he has in the Vietnam pictures isn't the gold armor that I like. <laughs> yeah. It's like the red and gold armor. Yeah, so it's, it's not, years later. <laughs> the super like gigantor like dumb. Yeah. So it's years later. So this is condensed which is crazy and again i know that tony stark is a dickhead in the comics before before rdj took over but this guy is like an asshole asshole. yeah he's like never gives up the weapons game yeah he's trying to take a hostile takeover of parker industries you know another weird thing the next page he's in a relationship with jessica jones yeah that is weird like Why? why (laughs) <laughs> Why? and like jessica jones from the tv show like leather jacket yeah. stuff like that she's, she's working for alias it's we- weird man um and then you know he says i'm still spider-man i like the spider-man suit i was about to say um, that yeah i like that he references again that he's old that he's getting older it's more of a routine for him rather than like young excited jokey peter parker uh, it's more of him like it you know the greater the great responsibility is more of a burden to him at this time. Yeah, this it says, point. but with great power comes great guilt. Yeah, so I like that. But then pops up old ass Doc Ock again. Spider Man, show yourself. I like that he jokes a little bit. Every anytime Spider Man jokes, I like that. He says uh, he lifts up that bus and he says, "Doctor says I should only lift cars." Yeah, and uh, these days I like that. For me, I was like, okay, I'm back in a little bit. I like jokey Spider Man. Because that's like 50% Spider-Man is that he jokes a lot. Right. Um, and then, you know, he reveals that he knew that he was Peter Parker, or he knows that he's Peter Parker. Yeah. Who even cares at this point? He's old as fuck. Yeah, he's an old man. I think most people would probably know by now. <laughs> yeah. Time is short, son. I no longer have to luxury, luxury of trying with you. The clock so you mean to ticking. tell me all these years you've just been playing, like you're playing around with him? Yeah. <laughs> like you could have knocked him out and killed him at any time, but now you're just like, I can't play around right now. Yeah, I ain't got time. It just kind of takes it out of it. It takes me out of it. Like these char- these villains are just like, I don't know, man. If they've just been playing with him the whole time, what's the point? It's all it's all very shallow. Yeah. 
Which again, some, I get that they're trying to put his whole life up to the 2000s from the yeah. 60s in this, but it's very shallow. Takes him to the takes him back to Oscorp. Harry's there. We haven't seen Harry in years. Uh, you see Ben Riley, Peter Parker see each other for the first time in years as well. I don't really understand what Doc Ock's intentions are. Is he trying to do the superior Spider-Man thing right now where he's trying to take over one of their bodies? Is, is he trying to clone a younger body for himself? What I understand, yes. What I'm understanding, and anyone that's listening, you know, comment, correct us if we're wrong. What I understand is that he's trying to reverse engineer the what... cloning process. Yeah. Excuse me. The cloning process. Exactly. So... I don't think he's trying to put himself in either one of their bodies. I think he just, it's like Ben Riley only had half the key. You know what I mean? I don't know. I get, no, yeah, that is probably right. That sounds right to me. But it, it seems like it's just another reason to start this whole clone shit. Like, yep, because on the next page, He's, you know, beep, 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 got everything firing and he's surprised. Gasp. Peter Parker is the clone. Peter Parker is a clone. And I'm just like, that out of all the iconic moments of Spider-Man's life, why would this be for, because to me in this Spider-Man life story, this seems like the most impactful moment. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand why that would be the one you would, you know, hang the story on. Yeah, it's. And he immediately, I just stole my life. Yeah, just like. Yeah, and then Ben Riley is just angry. You stole my life. And he's like, everyone's like, whoa, who? And he's like, all of you. I'm angry at everybody. I was calm and I was collected. And I'm a normal person, but now I'm enraged. Yeah, I've had this whole separate life. Again, it goes back to like (laughs) Gwen. You know, he just decides that Gwen's a clone and fucking forget her ass. And, and Ben does the same thing. Now that he's Peter, quote unquote, yeah. he's like, that's my whole individual life that I've been living. It's bullshit. I was happy yesterday. Yeah. But I'm not I'm happy not, now. Because but I'm, I'm angry Peter. now. Yeah. So I have a question for you. What happened to Gwen? Yeah, they don't mention it. Do they, they don't ever talk about her again. They don't even mention her dying or anything. Mm. Whatever. Dumb. They have a weird back and forth. They fight Dr. Octopus, even though he could put Spider, even though he could put two Spider-Men down separately. He has trouble with them. Harry is just, Harry's just there uh, to serve the plot, I guess. Yeah. You find out later on why a little bit, why he's there, but uh, Doc Ock is like, I'm going to, I'm going to do the kill shot. Ben Riley's spider sense makes him take off, but old man peter is just like what yeah that's <laughs> i thought the same thing like he would have if 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 uh ben riley could have gotten out of the way so could have peter parker and there's no there's no spider-man world where harry osborne has better reaction time than fucking spider-man <laughs> like, <laughs> harry osborne saves He's like, i just wanted to die anyway <laughs> kill me god i've been trying to die since the 60s it's like what that he does. Yeah, he but dies. Ben Riley, Ben Riley's not good enough to avoid that second hit. And Ben Riley is so enraged by Harry, who was not really his friend, but like kind of his friend. But I guess he finds out. So I guess Ben Riley remembers that he was his friend years ago. Hadn't right. spoke to him in 30 years, but now he's enraged. You murderer! Jumps out a window. <laughs> what? 
I don't understand why he would do that. It just seems like you said, like the revelation of who they are means more to them than the actual lives that they've lived. Yeah. And it means nothing to the reader. And it means nothing in real life. Like if it was a real situation, like if someone came to you and me today and say, I have something to tell you guys, Simon, for the past 30 years, you've actually been Lex. And Lex, (laughs) for the past 30 years, you've actually been Simon. I'm sorry to shatter your world. Like, man, that like, sucks, but I guess my life would not be changed. Yeah. would not be changed at all. You know what I mean? Like, I you, they still had these extended, like long lives that they lived. Yeah, his his life separated from Peter at this point is I mean, I don't know, two or three years. Yeah. So weird. It's so weird that that's a thing. And so then I thought it was a wasted moment. This next scene, Doc Ock gets away because he sucker punches Ben Riley in midair. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Doesn't stab him with the same tentacle no, that stabbed Terry. It's, instead, he goes from a spear tip to a boxing glove yeah. and punches him. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just a box. <laughs> and then Pete, yeah. whatever. If he's a clone, if he's not a clone, Pete, ah, we'll talk about that in a second. You know, it's the Gwen Stacy scene. This is the scene we wanted. This is the scene we asked for at the beginning. Ben Riley's falling. Pete catches him by the foot. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What? But Harry's dead. Yeah, Harry's so dead. Harry's dead. Peter Parker (laughs) then gives Ben Riley everything. Yeah. Gets company. He wrote a novel of his life and told him hey man listen you just read this book and you can interact with everybody i've ever interacted with yeah easy (laughs) peasy and i know this is what year is this i think this is still the 80s i think this is the 80s okay so maybe they don't have they definitely don't have smartphones but i was just like man he ends in this docket of his entire life (laughs) it's just like you have to flow through this in any interaction that you have it's like hey pete uh Remember last week you told me you were going to buy a newspaper and you're just like, uh, yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. I totally I, said I, that. I definitely said that. This is weird. Um, yeah. That's not it, though. I'm sorry this is long-winded, guys. Seeing these pictures, is I'm, it's feeling a hate for me. Not hate, but like just kind of dismay. Yeah. You find out that he was uh, Scarlet Spider. Ben Riley was red which is, mask or whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of pointless. It's pointless. Um, but then Peter Parker calls Jessica Jones again, and she's like, "Hey, I'm dumping you." And he's like, "I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care." Yeah, I don't care about you. I'm wondering about this guy I've had. You what of the case I've been having sex with you? You're supposed to solve this case for me. Yeah, what if that spider jizz was payment for this? So case? yeah, the irradiated semen that gave you cancer. I want. Yes, what so I asked you for. That that is another complaint that I'll just throw in there for this whole story. That I that was in that same story that you're talking about. I can't remember what the name of that story is where the he end. gives Spider-Man the end. Yeah. Where he can't win. Like no. Peter Parker cannot win. And this is just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. That is, like, that is part of Spider-Man, though. Yeah, no, I get it sometimes, but his whole life can't be a shit fest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
Yeah, it can't be all sad. Like even, I mean, Spider-Man has his good moments. He does have uh, Parker Industries, or he did, and he was like International Spider-Man. He was doing cool stuff. But he lost it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so did I think Tony Stark did too. That's true. Uh, but I don't know. That was just a complaint. I, all I could think about was that old, that older storyline. The end is like, God, man, he just can't win for losing. I would kill myself, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, cool. and I think Spider Man would too, but the gravity of the great responsibility is the only thing that keeps him alive. Yeah. Sad. Spider Man's a sad story, man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Stanley. I get it. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, but sometimes it gets to be. But I get you. Much. Yeah. It would be uh, his superpower is uh, bottling grief. Yeah. That's his real <laughs> yeah. The spot, yeah, the spider powers are just extraneous. Like, I would love to see like a, a a panel where it's like Spider-Man cracking jokes, and then right after he beats up the shocker, he's just like in the alley, just crying <laughs> about his life. <laughs> they called my mom ugly. <laughs> oh my god. So this pay this if you're listening to this and you haven't read it, it's, it's okay. We're spoiling it. You're here. <clears throat> this issue sounds bad. We're talking about it really, really bad. But the worst part hasn't happened yet. The worst part is he goes to this chop shop, intimidates the people around. Yeah, he picks up a motorcycle and scares off the biker dude. <laughs> he meets Norman, which I thought the interaction was great. Uh, Norman playing like coy, like, oh, hey, Pete, you know, I don't work, you know, at Norman or Oscorp anymore. So I can't help you. And Spider-Man's like, cut the shit. I know that you gave Doc Ock this information. <clears throat> so, okay, before this happens, on the roof, whenever he's passing off his life and his company, <clears throat> he says to Ben Riley, you and I both did our own research. We know what uh, Doc Ock said was true. He says that. And in this panel, he says, I did my own research. I know that I'm the real Peter Parker and you were making one last play put my life in shambles mm -hmm. and norman admits to it clever so, boy so all of that was for nothing <laughs> it's yeah. like what why why do it so back to back I, I to me i was just like what is the point of this yeah that like just happened <laughs> like one page one page flip he says we did our own research we know doc ox true next page i did my own research i know i'm the real peter parker like what what this is a book that i held in high regard i recommended it to a lot of people and i'm ashamed of myself <laughs> what, what i don't understand is like why is norman just sitting in this like what looks like an old-fashioned lab yeah just underneath underneath a biker garage yeah he's, he's a just millionaire sitting in this recliner and there's all this green goblin shit around him he's just reading yeah. this book how acting he, playing coy. how is he playing yeah how is he playing coy but there's like uh green goblin mask and like gliders around him it's like why even pretend yeah oh my god how long so, ago was this written? That's what I want to know. It's like, was this written in the 90s and then they decided to bring it back? Yeah. I don't know, man. Damn. <sighs> but anyways. And then yes. they, they get into it. Yeah, they, they get into their typical fight. He tries to kill him with the glider like he always does. It never works. Normie. Godspeed, Spider-Man. 
Uh, Spider-Man crushes it. That was a different take. He usually doesn't do it. He usually jumps over it. I like this. I like Norman's end, though. I like that he has a heart attack because he's 100 years old. And I like his last words. I hate you. <laughs> it's like the, the perfect, the perfect, like, there's no redemption. Like, he feels bad about Harry, but he immediately blames Spider-Man without taking any credit for it. The ultimate bad guy. Yeah. Uh, doesn't take any faults. And yeah. his last words well, are. And he also doesn't know him. until then that Harry has died. Like he's factoring Harry into this plan. Which he's going to use Harry's weakness as his strength, as he says. Yeah. That Harry's dead. And then his last words were uh, to me, I was like, okay, this is a good. And when I said earlier in the podcast, there's a lot of great moments. This was one of those moments where I was like, okay, I, I like that. I, and it seems for a second like he's going to say something. And then it's, hey, you. <laughs> it's like so, so great. Uh, and then Peter's last words are, oh, oh Norman. No, oh, Norman. Just, then he just leaves. He sees his kids. His kids, I don't know how often he saw his kids after they left. But they obviously know him. Uh, MJ is just, to me, it's like, I'm not a feminist. You know, but I do respect the ladies. And so for this, it's like MJ's a hardworking mom taking care of her kids. Pete just shows up and she's just like supposed to take him back, even though he's been a the prick. Yeah. Like, how come Pete doesn't have to just buy, get an apartment in the neighborhood? How does yeah. he get, you know, he doesn't Work have to way, build yeah. up that relationship. He's just, she just lets him in. <laughs> like, Penny, I missed you. Just that's just to me. MJ doesn't need him. She's a millionaire. So like, no, you can't just come into my house. <laughs> that's uh, again, I'm not a feminist, but that was bad to me. Well, yeah, it's like we aren't quote unquote bra burning feminists, but we do yeah. re- do think that you know, like you should have to work a little harder for a yeah. woman to take. We like back. our fair share of strong women. We're both married to strong women, so uh, we don't think it's that easy to just like. You know, you just cut the shit. Like you, you she doesn't need you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she does not need you. Yeah. This fifth fifth issue, I was already over this story reading it again. Yeah. So we're probably gonna go through this pretty fast. They do the Spider Man, the other story where Spider Morland comes out and Spider Man is a totem. This is Ben Riley though. It makes it official that Ben Riley is the clone. <clears throat> Morland calls him the copy, kills him still. Yeah, this is we're in the 2000s now. We're in the 2000s. This is issue five, second to last issue. Pete's significantly older. His kids are older now. Uh, Claire, I don't know why they wouldn't name her May May Day. I don't know. It so, just seems like, yeah. So, this I haven't read. So, I've read the Spider Verse like that <laughs> collection, but I didn't know much about Moreland beyond that. Um, so you have to read the other, yeah, yeah, that's where you first introduced. So I will say that like Ben Riley seems pretty spry for being Spider-Man, like being old. Like yeah, why is he, he even like out old, there? Yeah, cuz he looks like an old man when they show him. Yeah. And then um I so this brought me back in because I thought, okay, this is going to lead into that Spider-Verse story. Like it's going to be one of those extraneous panels that you see it's just a spot, you know, when they brought in like Spider-Man and his amazing friends and Spider-Man Unlimited yeah. and all these other I was yep. like, oh, cool. This is where they're bringing in that story into this other story as like a mm-hmm. side note. Why wouldn't they, man? Yeah. 
No. Nope. His kids, his kids are older. They Spider Girl is a big character, such a such a big character in the Marvel universe that in the '90s they had something called MC2, Marvel Comics 2, which was a revamp. They had all the younger new characters. Uh, That's the first issue of that. You know, they have all these kids. J2, um, Mayday, Spider Girl. She was so important that she was pretty much the only one that stayed relevant out of that entire universe of characters. Uh, it just seems like a misstep to make her look like Mayday or look right. like May Parker and call her Claire. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. A little, a little complaints. Uh, and Benji, what a waste. <laughs> what a, the heir to the Spider-Man throne is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like what a waste. Um, this is where it gets murky for me. And again, I know I've said that many times in this whole review, but like, <clears throat> so now he, and I'm going to need your help with this. Now he has to go to New York to retake his company. Uh, so his character growth of being like just a family man is gone now because his company that he gave away is going to be Tony Stark's now. Yeah. Yeah. It's because everything, yeah, everything basically Tony Stark is going to, because Tony Stark is secretary of defense and Ben Riley is revealed to be Spider-Man. Tony Stark is going to take all his assets, essentially. But it, you get what I'm saying? Like, it takes away from Peter Parker's character growth because he left oh, all yeah. that shit. You 100%. Know I mean? like, yeah. He left all this shit. He didn't care about it anymore. He has a beautiful life with his family. He's a dad. He's an electrician. That's his life now. But it just tosses it all out the window? For what? <laughs> well, in the same way, he, he mentions Ezekiel and, like, the spider totem thing in, like, a split second. Yeah, he's like, oh, damn, it happened. Again, Ezekiel, you have to be a fan. Yeah. Like, I know about Ezekiel a little bit, but you have to yeah. be a fan of the comics and you have to be kind of deep in him to even understand what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. So Pete goes to the Daily Bugle. Betty Brandt is the editor now. And she really up upgraded her job. And he reveals this story, this crazy story. Mm -hmm. That guy was a clone. I'm the real Peter Parker. Um, I'm back. And so part of me is thinking like he's only doing this because he's scared he can't beat Moreland. So because in the okay, so he Tony Stark meets him at he, Parker's going to Parker Industries. Tony Stark meets him on the stairs. He says, "Hey man, let me tell you how this is going to go. You also get caught up to speed this entire time there's a, the civil war has been going on for years." Right. Uh, between Captain America and Iron Man. And he says, "Listen, man, you can either work with us, get trained by a U.S. Avenger, um, or we arrest you, and I take everything. And he's basically like, I don't give a shit about that, man. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then Iron Man-style Avengers show up. <laughs> because why? It. Because why? Because the one thing that Captain Marvel was missing as one of the most powerful characters is an Iron Man suit. An Iron Fist Iron Man? I hated it. Oh Iron my god, Fist I hated it. Iron Man. Also, are these new versions of those heroes? Are they just robots? Like they should be kind of old too. Yeah. Well, see, Carol Danvers has a mouth, her mouth open. So she's there. She Hulk's there. Yeah. She Hulk makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Hulk, yeah. Um Black Widow. Like, I feel like Iron Fist and Black Widow, it takes away from what they actually do yeah and being in iron man suits also war machine's legs are too small 
and yeah. this uh he's a robot yeah i hate <laughs> it um one one thing that i did like is that uh uh claire may barker reveals earlier in that issue that you know even spider-man even uh or peter in this you know she's like yeah i know that you've still been active like you say you haven't but you lied to mom yeah but he was like i like the little september 11th plug that uh-huh. he was helping save people i thought that was kind of cool that was one yeah, of the shining cool. moments for me even though the way he was illustrated was bad yeah it was terrible um he looked like the incredible hulk like his arms were like <laughs> freaking huge yeah was he was really, holding up this beam i was just like why it was really weird but again like you get to these iron things and the uh, iron avengers pretty much they're they're ter- like why pick those why does Ca- why does captain marvel need rocket boots and she seems like so weak when you get into it like she doesn't yeah. do shit why does she need rocket boots uh so it seems like to me the only way i can make sense of it was that peter parker thinks that he can't beat Moreland because he's old uh-huh. and active uh ben riley got killed and he's been actively spider-man so he wants to he thinks that Moreland's going to chase him anywhere so if Moreland shows up and he's in the middle of a fight between both sides of the avengers then they'll all team up against Moreland. He has a better chance to beat him. That was my logic. Yeah. And I think that some of these characters aren't really who they are. It's almost like the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Can't be. Yeah. And Moreland doesn't do that. He shows up at their house um, and chases them through the forest. Meanwhile, in New York City, Spider-Man's fighting the Iron Avengers, which they're just like bumbling idiots. Yeah. He's like slipping through She-Hulk's hands, webbing Captain Marvel in the face. She's missing him. War Machine's not doing anything. Uh, And then Iron Man lands a punch on him. Yeah, they're about to beat the they're about to beat the shit out of him. I don't. Yeah, he like throws him or something. I don't quite understand that panel, but they're about to beat the shit out. They got him in cuffs, and then the Cap's shield comes around. Bing, 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 bing. Knocks all these idiots (laughs) down. (laughs) Bing, bing. And then you get <laughs> old ass Luke Cage, Cloak and Dagger, and old man Hawkeye and Cap. Yeah, Cap's which is cool. Good. They all look. They all look like they should look. Yeah. Um, they're old. They're norm- wearing normal clothes. They're not in like all Captain. They would be lame if they were all in like different Captain America suits. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually probably would have laughed if I saw that. Um, Morland's again chasing his family. You find out that the kids have powers. Uh, Claire and Benji, they're just not that good. Yeah. Uh, more of this stupid fight between the Avengers and the fake Avengers. It's just a lot of like nonsense fights. And then Peter slips away to go to Parker Industries to get a spider suit. Mm-hmm. But like, why? Yeah. Like they know everybody knows you're Spider Man. Unless it, yeah, unless and. Unless there's like something special about the spider suit, it doesn't. Yeah, which it looks cool. Yeah, I like the spider suit. Um, but he goes to find a spider suit for some reason. I guess just to, it's a Spider-Man book. He has to be Spider-Man. Um, Morlin is killing. I don't understand how long it takes Morlin to kill somebody. Yeah, because he's, he's taking the life force out of Claire. She scratches him. She's fine. He's ripping through the forest. He's 
beating the shit out of Benji because Benji sucks. And then he starts killing Benji. Um, yeah, they discover that she can, when he's feeding, he's uh, vulnerable. Uh-huh. And so she hits him with a tree, kills him Logan style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Logan style. <laughs> Just impales him. No, you, and it you leads can't. you to believe that Benji's dead. Yeah. Benji's dead. Let's let's remember that for a few few minutes. And you get a cool Miles Morales Spider Man suit, um, and the fight is just it's still dumb. Yeah. Iron Fist, Iron Man versus Luke Cage in this panel, like Iron Fist. Right. Yeah. He's yeah, just gonna ninja kick him with an iron like, and then but then uh, Peter Parker pulls like a uh, uh, Bruce Wayne Batman. He's like, I knew that you wouldn't trust yeah. your people yeah prep time he uh, it's like i knew you wouldn't trust it was uh, but it wasn't even that it was ben riley yeah knew that you wouldn't trust this and i know ben riley because we're the same person we all know each other yeah yeah basically so he deactivates everybody and that's it they're just out so maybe they are robots because they're just like laying on the ground after that and then he does the rip the iron man mask off thing but then it doesn't really face iron man has zero character growth in this right he just but, drops his armor and he's like, yeah, well, you're still a dick and I'm still the secretary. Yeah, he's like, hey, you guys are going to need me. So make a decision. I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> like, this was fun. I'm out. But he's also a hologram during all this. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> he just phases out. And they all know that he's a hologram because it's not shocking to anyone in that panel. Right. They all just like continue to talk and he just kind of like phases out. And the wraps up, they it wraps up the Moreland saga. With one panel, uh, Cat, uh, Iron or Spider-Man says to Cap, "I shouldn't have ran away. I should have been with you guys. I'm here now." By the way, uh, this monster that's basically made to kill me is hunting me. And Cap's like, "We'll fight him." And yeah. and and see. I do like that uh, in this next panel. As he's going into cloak, you kind of <laughs> see that his arms are baggy like a members only jacket in 2006 doesn't make a lot of sense i I do like this suit but it was kind of funny yeah Yeah. it's like real silly that's one of those suits that'd be like (laughs) like make a noise as he runs (laughs) all right guys it's been a long journey and i'm gonna cut this down for the audio version so you got a lot of extra treats if you're if you're watching the uh sweet patreon version yeah we're in 2019. At the time of this book release, we're up to speed. We're up to where we are. Spider-Man is old as shit. Miles is here, which yeah. is cool. I'm I'm so glad that they included Miles because uh it would it wouldn't be a Spider-Man life story if they didn't, I feel like. Yeah. And he's kind of got that Spider-Man like or that Miles suit where he's got the virtual helmet. Like he's got yeah. the leather jacket type thing. Scott. You also see Mayday, or you also see Claire. Claire. <laughs> you also see Claire, which she's a Spider Woman, and you find out that in the Civil War she, you know, joins the war and learns how to be a Spider Man, Spider Woman, and is a better Spider person than Peter Parker was. Because obviously, Peter Parker was a dick his entire life, up until he's an old man. He's got those which they made boots. him look super old in this. I, I like you talking about baggy suits. Like his Spider Man suit is just like. Yes. crazy like old man sweatsuit it really is like a <laughs> yeah it's just like a work suit what do they call it like a flight suit almost yeah lots of in this issue the last issue more than any other issue you you just have to 
say, okay, yeah, Doom took over after Civil War. Tony Stark died. Uh, maybe there he took over the world. It seems like, yeah, or the United States. I don't. I don't really know. I just know that Doom is watching everybody. There, Peter Parker is leading the resistance pretty much as a 72 year old man yeah and he's got a lot of resources you know <laughs> and he's extremely rich so it seems like they're using a lot of stuff that they find that tony stark left over so that kind of explains that they just discovered a satellite or something like that where they could probably get more things from uh tony stark but they need to do it before dr doom notices them this whole issue to me is just like okay yeah exactly okay. it is it is the epitome of uh, improv, which is just yeah. yes and like yeah, yeah it's and, it's wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. whole like it's like they cut they, everything that they they it's like they went through the entire five issues and was like oh we didn't finish that let's put it in issue six mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't let's just put it in issue six uh, or they go through all of Spider Man's history and they're like oh we didn't put that in there let's put that in issue six <clears throat> they do a great explanation of Miles took two panels yeah I, I feel like they have a strength that they didn't you know lean on enough they did a very good job at one page couple panels explaining miles but like they couldn't they did all these extra things about like miles warren he had multiple issues or you know uh, stories about him in this whole book they could have did that to a lot of characters yeah they get to the space station and Peter is more jokey in his old age than he has been in his entire life. Uh, Miles is more serious, and he's basically trying to tell Miles to lighten up. Like, your life will be easier if you lighten up. They, It's really unclear what they're really looking for. You're just kind of reading to finish the story at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, his suit does look cool when you see the full suit. Kind of. Uh, I, I was- mean... As like an old man sweatsuit, it's like that's cool. He's seventy two years old, and still like designed. Yeah, a spider themed suit. It's still cool. Yeah, as I look at it, I'm like torn. I think it's neat. It's weird that it's like, you know, not symmetrical, but it's still kind of cool. He's seventy two years old, man. The the, uh, Spider Man space helmets don't make a lot of sense to me. Though they don't make any sense. Yeah. Why do we got unless it's like digitized like the Miles helmet? Well, no, I, I, I think it probably is that, but it's like, why are we hiding our identities? Yeah, we know who you're, you're the resistance. Yeah, this to me, his spider sense doesn't go off. There's an intruder on the spacecraft. Yeah, they, they um, killed a Doom mobile. That, yeah, we didn't mention the jet has a Dr. Doom like spray painted on face. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um. And out of the shadows, or this has a creepy thing. Peter Parker, we told you we would hunt you to the end of Earth. So it's like, okay, it's Craven. Craven said that. Okay, how is Craven alive? Yeah, he was an old ass man in the nineties. So many years. Um, and he jumps out. He's Craven Venom. Why would he have his jacket out still? I still, I honestly, I like that. <laughs> I like the Craven Venom. I don't know why he would have the jacket out. I don't know. But I mean, what what kills me is, um, okay, so uh, go a little bit further. So he jumps out. And beats the shit out of Peter Parker. Yeah, breaks his helmet. Um, 
And then Miles comes out and he's like uh, talking to him. He calls him by his first name. Um, yeah. He calls and him. before that, he calls Peter Parker, Parker. Yeah. And, and Spider-Man's like, what, what? Why are you calling me that? Yeah. He's like, just lighten up, man. He calls him Sergey. Um, yeah. Calls Venom Sergey. And then uh, Spider-Man hits him with some Sonics, I guess, and some bright lights and whatever. He's Batman at this point. He yeah. Is. And he blows up Venom and and Sergey, aka Craven, is bones. Like I did like that. I thought it was neat. Okay. I do I think like that's that. neat. Venom, it doesn't make sense though, because Venom no. is a symbiote. He uh basically a parasite, essentially. Yeah, amplifies the host. Yeah, he, the host he amplifies the host, but he also feeds on the host. Yeah. So for it to be bones, it doesn't make sense for him to stay with that body. Yeah. Um, and why would he still have the attributes of craven if, if it's just a skeleton in her yeah i as much as i liked the craven venom which i did honestly i like the fur but like when you when you see the jacket part of yeah like, i mean it's silly but that's uh dumb. <laughs> but then again right after that so we get done with this he's cracked both of their helmets um uh-huh. you get done with this and then it's like immediately into another immediately. uh like life-changing moment where spider-man has this weird thing sticking out of his head which is supposed to be like a motion line but it looks like he has some kind of like anglerfish thing coming out of his head Mm -hmm. when miles shoots webs at him because miles is Otto octavius yeah he says all my enemies are dead he said that numerous times all my enemies are dead isn't that right dot 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 flip page Otto. yeah Parker, hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool, but again, like you said, it's like the Craven thing was huge immediately, and then Bruce Wayne, Spider Man, he put it all together within yeah. moments. He knows it. He knows it's Otto, and because you know they do the superior Spider Man storyline, but it's a nice twist that it's Miles. I did like that. Yeah, but um, how old is Otto? At this point, to be even involved anymore, he should be dead. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then they fight. Uh, this is it, again. This is just reading to like finish the story. They fight. <clears throat> they touch heads. Mile now. Otto has the power to just jump bodies by touch, which I thought was like a weird convenience. Yeah, they did some docking. <laughs> yeah, he touches his head, and then he's. He enters Spider-Man's mind, and then they have like a mind fight and something else probably <laughs> with the secret, the, the Sinister Six versus Spider-Man. He says, "Do you want an army?" And then he pulls out all the weird Spider-Man suits that he wore throughout Life Story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. What that, they have a fight, they have a mind fight. Uh, meanwhile, the space station is blowing up. Or Doctor Doom is becoming aware that they're there. I don't. I don't remember what the turmoil of the space station blowing up is. I think it was just damage from the fight. I guess. Maybe. Okay. So. Yeah. Not, yeah. It was just the window, the depressurization. Yeah. So Spider Man breaks out Aunt May, the ultimate weakness, and uh, Otto dies. What I, th- I thought he died. I thought he accepted it and just disappeared. Um, then Spider-Man wakes up. Then he's going to Spider-Man mode. He said he's going to save everybody. Webs all this shit up. I don't know. It's just a lot of 
he sends he sends Miles on the only uh, skate pod, mm-hmm. but, but then Miles, Miles is still Otto. Yeah, you, he wakes up and he's Otto, and it just seems like why did you do the thing with him disappearing if he's still Otto? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, be a good dude and trade bodies with him again. Yeah, he's like, hey, I can help save everybody. And Spider-Man's like, uh, no, man, just do the right thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sends him away in this space coffin. And uh, Spider-Man, this part was weird. Everything is weird about this issue. Yeah. Spider-Man's webbing things together to keep it together, I guess, to prevent the debris from falling to Earth. No, he's just, so there's some kind of pulse that's going to happen with this ship. That's supposed to... It's Dr. Go- Doom? Yeah, it's going to do something to Dr. Doom's communications <laughs> so or technology. So yeah, and then, but he's trying to hold it be- together so this pulse will go through, but he's like, I can't do it, I can't do it, uh, it's not going to last. And then all of a sudden, the symbiote decides to help him. Yeah. At the last second, it stretches itself out and stops the ship from breaking apart. <clears throat> yeah, and then he has this inner space, he has another mind conversation with MJ basically. And I, I like that they admit that MJ says, Hey, I'm not even really here. Like you yeah. made this up. Uh, and then he dies. It blows up. Yep. Because I don't know, because the venom symbiote couldn't keep it together long enough. I don't know. Well, it, <laughs> it, uh, it hits the pulse. It does the pulse like it's supposed to do, but then, yeah, it just blows up. He, he dies. Um, Miles is leaving P- Peter Parker's funeral. Goes to Otto, wherever he is. <laughs> I don't even yeah, just know. some dude in an iron lung. And he's like, "Hey, man, I want to kill you." And at this point, it's like, "Why wouldn't you?" Yeah. Like unplug him. What? It's. I think it's more torture to just leave this old dude in an iron lung in the middle of a basement. <laughs> but then he goes and meets. MJ, MJ gives him Spider-Man's original suit and, uh, you know, kind of leaves the legacy of Spider-Man to him. Uh, Claire's out there. Benji's not doing anything because he's worthless. He's got a cane, man. He got sucked dry. That is Spider-Man's life story. Yeah. He's got the, he's got the spider suit and she says, mine, the the stains. (laughs) (laughs) They do have a very sweet send off uh, where Spider-Man says, uh, he always is haunted by the day that he let the guy go that killed Uncle Ben. And in this situation, he has the same dream, except he stops the guy before he gets, up, gets away. Yeah, he mentions the dream before he goes to space. Uh-huh. But MJ stops him. But yeah, no, I mean, I kind of appreciated that. But at this point, I did not care anymore. Oh, no. yeah, I wanted this story to be over with. Yeah. So you thought we were going to disagree on this? No, uh, I did until you said until you said like after reading it, I I had second thoughts about it. Um, let's quickly talk about the art because we 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 dove deep. It's it's funny because like when we don't like something, we get into it. Yeah, chew it <laughs> up. And what do we think about the art? I am torn on the art, and some things I liked, but it's it's a little too old school for me. Um, as much it, as I like that, I like the covers. If it were all drawn in the same uh, style that the covers were drawn in, mm-hmm. I would love it. But yeah, but it had more of a retro vibe. See, so Mark Bagley, to me, his '90s Spider-Man was gangly, um, but it was all so clean. Yeah, 
like the way he drew his and I feel like as he got older it became rougher and he tried to put more emphasis on people's faces and just weird things um and it's it's not the same no it doesn't do it for me the earlier issues the 60s issues I didn't mind so much but really not a fan of the art to tell you the truth and i think some of it has to do with the way it's digitally painted yeah usually the colors kind of will pull it off but i i don't know it it, to be honest it looks like a dc book to me there's a certain dc style that i've seen every time i read a dc book and this reminds me a lot of that well even on this last page i don't know if you have it pulled up at all anymore yeah but if you look at the last panel where he shoots the web like the it just seems like they did the drag and drop like on the lines around his uh the white yeah it looks like they just did drag drag and drop peach like they just dragged and filled the space like there's no real i just don't know man i just feel like it wasn't it's hard i didn't like it it is hard to say like i personally did not like it it wasn't terrible i've seen no. worse way worse it could have been way worse but yeah. it, it there's something off about it some proportions are bad i didn't like when they brought in the iron people you know his soldiers or whatever for iron man that interaction i thought all that art was terrible uh up until cap comes in that team looked all right but those iron yeah. characters look terrible um the face consistency didn't work with me uh, yeah. a lot of the old white characters looked exactly the same uh it was hard for me and like peter parker in one panel like the panel where the symbiote comes to save the the ship his face there and then his face right before it explodes it just looks different to me and it's slight difference yeah he goes from looking very old to kind of young old and chunky to like younger magneto white hair you know what i mean like younger slimmer fitter magneto and it just the it, little inconsistencies like that, it, it's it's nitpicking, but no, I remember no. it, really, really enjoying this book when I first read it and in issue form and then reading it in trade, it, it was not the same experience. I think it's it's kind of like, and maybe it's the same thing when you like binge watch a show, like you watch yeah. a show in episodes and you're like, oh, this is good. It's broken out like Mandalorian. Would that show be good if you binge watch the whole whole thing? I don't think so. Some people might say so. Some people romanticize things. I, I don't. Think yeah, so. but I, I can't say that this book really pulled me in. And I love alternate stories, as we had said uh, in previous. The concept, episodes. yeah, is amazing. It's the there. concept is is perfect for me. Yeah, they reading just, the synopsis, even when I read it at the beginning of this review, I was like, "Damn, this sounds awesome." Mm-hmm. It just, it just didn't. No, it's there's too many beats that it follows the same story beats. Like, do something different if you're gonna, like, honestly, if you if he had brought this in and you know in the Spider Verse where Ben is like, Uncle Ben is the Spider Man or something, you know, like bring it into that. You know, maybe yeah. he's he's not actually Uncle Ben. He just says he is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, make it different. Don't make yeah. the same damn story if you're going to say it's different. I would be okay with just scrapping Ben Wright. In this alternate universe, a story about Peter Parker, scrap Ben Riley. Yeah, that didn't need to be there. Scrap Ben Riley. Spider-Man has enough stories outside of Ben Riley, and I love Ben Riley. 
as much as I love Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, scrap him for this story, though. It didn't make you know, sense for him to be. It there. was. It just. It. It messed things up for me. It definitely took me completely out of the story. I was like, meh. The first couple of issues, like, okay, this could get. You know, if it progressed and got way better, then it would have been like, oh, okay, this is good. But that just it took a left turn. Yeah, I'm to like random. It, everything was random after that. I'm I'm with you. They they should have taken that out. It when you really think about the meat of the story, that wasn't there. That's that was some onions. That was some onions yeah. in this sandwich. That would, not necessary. And the the thing is, it's it wasn't even. It's not even coveted as a. It's not a loved thing. It's no. notorious for people hating it. Right. So why would you put a notoriously hated thing? It would be the same thing as like putting the uh, one more day thing in there, where Mary Jane makes a deal with Mephisto for them to never be married. Yeah. It would be exactly like putting that in there. That's the problem with Spider-Man. Like you said, like he has some great arcs, but there's some that are just like bad. terrible. Bad. Just so bad. Like the, um, God damn, I can't remember the story arc, but it's like the story arc where Gwen Stacy didn't die. She moved to Europe with Norman and she was in love with Norman and they had babies together. Did you ever read that story arc? It was like sins of, forgotten past or something like that and it's just oh, like with what? norman yes with with norman not harry yeah no, yeah with norman yeah she has babies with norman it's just like what? well and then they say that he like raped her or raped something. her yeah. yeah weird <laughs> this is so weird spider-man's got bad stories people love him and i i he's one of my favorite characters yeah, I, love I love spider-man but uh this was no good for me this was it wasn't good for me either um and i wanted and i, I feel bad because like at the beginning of the year, I mapped it out. I was like, okay, we're going to read some of my favorite stories. Simon's going to love them. We're going <laughs> to sing high praises. Um, but I, I'm actually relieved that we, that it's not all positive. It's not all high. You know, this is a book that we didn't like. I didn't like it. Yeah. Not, not, and it's a major story. It's not some, you know, indie comic. And this like is it. coveted as a, a good book. People yeah. say A plus. People give it high ratings. I myself suggested it to a lot of people that are trying to get in comic books. And now I'm ashamed. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> now it's time to. Not all winners. You're going to have to turn off your filter. Nobody's going to be able to see it. Oh, there it goes. Let's put it in front of your face. Put it on my brownness. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. I'll go first this time. Do it. Okay. So it going by the Wednesday pool list official comic book grading chart. I had to read that backwards. Um, <laughs> Or I could have just read yours. <laughs> anyway, you could you could either join our Discord to get one of these, or you can join our Patreon and we'll send you one. Yeah, we'll send you a nice, cool little something. Um, I'm honestly so normally I want to say undercooked. I want to say under toasted because I feel like this is a good story. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with like an H seven. Oh man! Like it's too toasted. Like they, you and I are too much alike <laughs> to do these. Yeah, uh, they just to me the artwork wasn't there. The, he the artwork is probably overdone, um, a little too overworked. The it got me. They got me with the names alone. Chip Zdarsky and yeah. Mark Bagley. It just seems like a winner. Yeah, I like but, Bagley. I like him as well. But uh, yeah, didn't I have to say it's uh, it's a little burnt. Well, burnt for I'm my taste. I'm gonna go with 
<laughs> no, I would never do that to a book. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at I nine, but I was I like, nine. that's, that's it. Like, it's charcoal. even like I like it because it's even like shadowy over here. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah. not just it's not just black. It's just like shadow. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go, and this is the one I. Even though I think about it, I try to think like try to be very way like overthink it, but I keep looking at the same one, so it's got to be it. I six. Right. I, I six. I six. Right there. Yep. Right that, there. That's burnt. It's burnt and it's squished. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's some bread that got stuck underneath a, a box of something. Yeah. So it's like, and I always imagine it me receiving toast in a situation. So if someone put that in, I would be expecting toast. So and I'm this person is well known for making the best toast. They're well known. And, and, then, they, and then they <laughs> put that on a plate in front of me. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I asked for. It's not what I expected. And so I six is what I got. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And it is so weird to me that this is a book that I enjoyed reading it issue to issue. And that has very rarely happened. Well, and I think, I mean, it has its merits, but. Well, you know, it's like you said, like month to month. So if I read an issue and there was things I could complain about, but I like Spider-Man so much that I'm interested to see where it goes. Right. Six months later, I forgot about the problems of issue one. You know, three months later, I forgot about the problems of issue three, and I'm just want to be done with the story. Well, and I mean, it's also Spider Man, and it's cool to see him as an old man. It's cool to see him like grow. But again, the concept is is very intriguing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I would like to actually see done with a few other characters, but not like you know, not like this. Yeah, not like this. I I, I think that's why I like the Spider Verse arc so much is because you see all these different Spider-Man you see like, Oh, okay. This is Bruce Banner's Spider-Man. You see that, you know, but um, yeah, this just uh, it was too much of the same. I don't know. Either they, they should have kept everything the same and made Spider-Man just get older with the times yeah, or change those major events a little bit more, like make him not so down in the dumps, you know, if, if, if he's married to Gwen, make him where he's successful, make it where things are going well. And he's not so like in his head, lonely and weird shit. Yeah. And just like psychotic because he like freaked out about the clone thing. Yeah. Like I get it. It would be weird if my, if someone was like, Lex, I have to to tell you, I'm going to preface this by telling you clones are 100% normal people. There's nothing weird about them. They're living beings, which Gwen said to him. And, but your wife is a clone of the actual Madison. She's somewhere else. Um, I would say, oh, okay. Yeah. Is she going to, she going to get cancer or anything? Is there anything I didn't know about? You could have not told me that and my life would be fine. Um, But I'm also not going to go meet this stranger essentially (laughs) because that's who that would be. Like all the memories I have is with this person. So like my life is, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't unless you tell me the clone version of my wife that also doesn't know me is like a billionaire that is weirdly <laughs> obsessed with me. Yeah, she's like, I've been watching you for years. Yeah, that has like all the 
things that I'm terrified of my wife about taking out of her, then yeah. Bye, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for you, though. Before we get off this, before we end it, would it be so bad, as you said, to just let a mage take a lot of the extremely depressing things out, take the clone stuff out, let a mage, let's say 90s, end of 90s, he's old as hell, Peter Parker, ready to be done. And then you introduce Miles. And then it's a Spider-Man story, not a Peter Parker story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, then you just transition slowly into Miles Spider-Man. And then instead of like, it, you know, it serves as what we wanted, a change. Instead of there being two Peter Par- or two Spider-Men running around, like because now in the 616 you have teenage 17-year-old Sp- uh, Miles Spider-Man and then you have like 33-year-old Peter Parker Spider-Man. Instead of that, you have Miles serving as in a Batman Beyond situation minus the future stuff. You have Miles running around as Spider-Man yeah. leaning on Peter Parker as a coach type of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it, again, it's a Spider-Man story, not a Peter Parker life story. So it's just... If, you're gonna, if they put Miles in there anyways, you know? Right. And they just kind of put him off as he's like nothing. It's no big deal that he's in To there. me, it just seems like that. I would appreciate that more. Like, I... I people... Well, there's two kinds of people, people that appreciate Miles as a character and people that hate him and love Peter Parker. I like them both. Yeah. You know, I feel like they both have a place. I do think it's weird to have two Spider-Men. You know, you don't have any other characters like that. I also think it's okay to have two characters. They're also different enough in their characterization, though. I like having their worlds and their worlds are different. Like you have and the way they explain it is like. Peter Parker is a white guy that understands white guy problems that is in like a, not bubble, but like a white guy bubble. Miles Morales is Afro-Latino and that's just a different neighborhood. Not saying that Peter Parker ignores those neighborhoods, but he just culturally doesn't understand them the same way. And they're just two different, the world's big enough for them to serve two different. Well, and and they're not even, I mean, their power sets are different enough that the only thing that really makes them the same is that they can stick to walls they have strength and they use webs, they but use he, web. I think he only used webs because like his inspiration is Spider-Man. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I like that. There are two, but I do too. Uh, I, I'm with you. Like there, I don't know. I would rather have seen something like that, a coming of age uh, for, for miles or some kind of mentorship for miles rather yeah. than what we got. Yeah. Like serving as like a, not an explanation of miles, but sort of like a, it's an alternate universe. It's a life story. Like if we're going to age Peter Parker, let's age him. Mm-hmm. Let's not make it weird. Like he's weirdly still Spider-Man in 2019. Like, yeah, I don't know. I get it. He has powers, but <laughs> they were very, they were very lenient with age. Yes. Tony yeah. Stark. Tony Stark was a hundred years old and yeah, I guess he, he has technology. He's but. probably at least 80. And maybe yeah. because he was a, you know, they never show him. So maybe his. Maybe he was a hologram the whole time. Yeah. But again, if his hologram, in order for it to work, you know, fool people, it had to look like what he looks like. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. No, not, not my favorite for sure. Yeah. Next week, we are reading an image book called 
Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm calling an audible. Yeah. So someone in our Discord suggested that we read Tom King's vision um, to kind of ride the wave, sort of like we did with <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Hopefully this is a little more, even though that issue, that last episode is pretty good. It's going pretty good right now. Yeah. I've got um, some compliments on it. We're going to read Tom King's vision next week. So another Marvel book. I'm sorry, but the following week we'll, we'll read a DC book. It was going to be an image book, uh, Folklords, which I want to read because I think you'll really like it. Kind of, I think maybe the first week of February we'll do Folklords to kind of get away from this all the superhero stuff that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next week we're going to read Tom King's Vision, okay. which isn't really a superhero book. You'll, I think you'll really like this one. And again, I read it when it first came out, so... <laughs> So I'll be interested to see. I'll be interested to see what it is like in trade form. So um, that's you got our review for that. It's it's a little long winded. If you're watching the um, the Patreon version, we had some technical difficulties, and then we kind of like dove deep on our hate. (laughs) Let the hate uh, flow through you. Hopefully, I edited down enough. So yeah, you got any closing remarks, Sam? No, man, just uh, quit picking crappy books. No, it's fly- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, man. Spider-Man is usually a safe bet. Well, and what's weird, I would say the weirdest thing about this, uh, that I I would be complimentary usually. What was weird about it is that it was very Peter Parker heavy, which is normally pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to see more Spider-Man in this, to be honest. Yeah, it got, around the fifth issue, I was like, this is a Spider-Man book. But like, this should be called Peter Parker life story. Yeah. I, it, it really should. Could have been more interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well next week's vision. So if you've been following along with us, we have some people that listen uh, and read what we read during the week. So if you're following along next week, we're reading vision. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Spider-Man life story. Hit us up anywhere. You can hit us up Wednesday pull on any social media. You can bug Simon at Simon toast, any social media, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. We're circling the drain. We have been for a while. <laughs> Should have said, <laughs> said that earlier. Gotta say it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.